you know, the the thing that sucks is um, I forgot to have the pass-through button pushed, like, unselected. So all of the sound that was playing from the intro music, I now have to go edit out from the, <laughs> from the vocal track that we're recording on. And why is that? Um, because we have a new soundboard. Yeah, so this is... Uh, so official. This is the new... New Utah podcast. <laughs> new, new. <laughs> it's episode 190, and uh, we have a new soundboard. Um, so we talked a little bit about it, uh, I don't know, the last couple of weeks, and um, we we threw up a, a request uh, for donations um, on Instagram. Um, if you'd like to donate, uh, Jess is still taking donations. We still have some more upgrades that we want to do, um, but we don't get paid for this, and we don't have a Patreon or anything like that. Uh, but we figured it was time to improve our audio quality and our capabilities to go on the road a little bit easier because tearing this shit down, we have, we have a studio with six mics and, and two headphone amps and a mixer and, uh, some other shit. And tearing that down and taking that with us is very difficult. Uh, and it's very stressful, especially on me. Uh, and so we decided we wanted to make a road setup. And a better studio setup. And so we're on our way to the better studio setup. So we now have a new mixer that, um, holy shit, there's a lot of buttons. <laughs> it's like an of, airplane cockpit. A lot of crossfaders. It's like three times the size of the old one. Uh, the most important thing is, uh, how many preamp ports we have. Uh, um, so we can actually send power out to a lot of mics that we couldn't before. Uh, so it allows us to get much cleaner, richer sound from mics. Uh, I can arm and disarm mic tracks uh, on the board, which is really cool. We can do some effects. Let's Just see. like a jet fighter. Yeah, I can. Well, I don't know about that. Let's well, turn you can on, arm and disarm. Let's turn this effect on. Let's see what happens when I turn this up. Are we playing Does this stuff? Is this messing with you, Bree? No, is that? I'm just worried. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, it's probably messing up the sound quality. I'm going to turn it back off, though. But uh, we can we can play with effects. I bet we can't hear it because it was it'll sound horrible to me though. <laughs> the people who listen, like two and a half minutes in, are gonna be like, "Oh my god, that's terrible!" Turn it off. <laughs> um, but we can we can pipe sound in uh, from the computer. So now, if I want to go open up a, a YouTube channel uh, and and play, I don't know something on YouTube, I can do it. Um, like I'll just choose. So very exciting. I'll choose this cruise TV thing that I watch. This is just an ad, but now you can hear it. I can arm it so you can hear it as well as we're talking over it. So it's just some, <laughs> it's fancy, fancy shit. And hopefully our Skype interviews will be a little. Yeah, that'll be that'll to be to be determined. So we had some challenges with the old board in terms of capabilities of listening to each other as we did the Skype interview. So And those of us with hearing issues, that was a problem. You would you would if you were in the studio, you would see us like one headphone on, one headphone off so we could hear what each and then other was asking. To, the to, to read lips of each other trying to figure yeah. out what was being said. It was yeah. weird. But anyway, so um I do I do want to take some time to to thank everyone that has donated. It is very, very appreciated. Um it's also completely unexpected. Uh, if I'm being honest, I didn't think we would have had the kind of support that we've had, uh, which is really awesome. Uh, so thank you guys. Thank uh, you very much. All of you that, that donated and, and will continue to donate because we do have a lot more to go. Uh, so, and if you want to donate, uh, sweet P Jess. With the letter P. Yeah. What? It's, it's S W E E T, the letter P. P. 
Jess. Jess. J-E-S-S. Yeah. And, and if you're questioning if that's right, just send us a message on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram at TNU Podcast um, and verify it. Please don't Venmo the wrong person money because <laughs> you can't get that shit back. All the information is posted on our Facebook and our Instagram. So, so if you're interested, uh, if you're interested in donating, we, we certainly appreciate it. Our phase one, we're just over half of our goal. So that's super rad. Yeah, that's super rad. Uh, and if we could get all the way there, uh, the money we were all thinking of of spending, we can put towards mics. And if we keep getting money, then we'll we might actually get a real table that that, <laughs> that when we have more than one guest, their knees aren't like jammed up at the legs you of the just, table. You care more about our guests. Than well, I do. I do because the person <laughs> at the end has to sit with an extension like a good two feet away from the table because their knees are are literally against the legs of the table. So, so, and we don't introduce ourselves all the time. Um, but, but we, we should because I learned last week with our guests that they couldn't tell the difference between our voices and we never introduced ourselves. Which is, which is weird. No, I've actually gotten that feedback several times. But you can't tell the difference between the four of our voices? Yep. That they're all that similar? On occasion, yep. Huh, that's weird. I get, look, you do a show with the same people for, <laughs> for almost so long. four years. You're, I guess yeah. your voices do so to we, the mouth. So we should definitely perhaps introduce ourselves so more frequently. The most annoying voice on the podcast is me, Chris. Uh, I kind of drive the thing. Um, and then Jess is the lady that's you just me. heard. The uh, lady. Jeremy's the one with the bad dad jokes. That's me. Oh, and I forgot best. to bring those. Thank fucking God. <laughs> I gotta uh, bring those. <laughs> and then, and then Bree is the one that doesn't talk most of the time. Like, but, right, like right, now. Right, right now. Literally <laughs> saying she, Well, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> Hi, I'm Bree. That's funny. She gives but, you a look. <laughs> no, like you say that doesn't talk most of the time. You don't say hi, I'm Bree to that. That's not a but response. Doing introductions. Um, so anyway, that's the four of us. And this is a podcast all about Utah. Um, uh, they probably uh, can tell when Jess talks, but my voice is really deep. And so I probably sound like you too. Just sounds like a girl, and I I sound like a dude. That's huh. not what you two sounds like, by yeah, the way. No. I can tell you what they sound like if you want. Uh, <laughs> I can now play. I can now play you two song if I pull it up. Excuse now. It's gonna be like Jeremy's dad jokes. Only Chris will be like dropping random well, shit in. So, but what it means now is I can throw a soundboard up on my computer, and I can play from a soundboard. And like so breaking in, news. Instead of the awesome. Shut up. Instead of that box that I hold up to the mic, I can actually have a soundboard that plays stuff. <clears throat> Man, that, the possibilities file. are endless. endless. I'm so excited. No, they're very finite. <laughs> 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 My time really puts a stopper on the endless capabilities. But um, for our little show, we are excited. Yeah, it's it's great. Uh, this thing is really snazzy uh, and not mobile. I am not going to pack. The, I'm sorry, guys. This is not fucking going somewhere else. <laughs> the other board can do that. This one needs to stay here. That other board is is still a trooper, though, uh, especially for what we paid for. It's been it. a good board. Uh, yeah. So a, a few other things to talk about briefly, I think. Um, so. Saturday, uh, we went to Harmon's because we went to the market and we had to go deposit a check. Well, first we had to take the dog to the groomer. 
Uh, then we forgot the package we were supposed to mail and the check. I was trying to do this really great, you know, minimize your trips thing. And then Phoebe got out of her kennel and I set stuff down in the garage. And then as we're leaving, Chris is like, do you have the package? And I'm like, no. And he's like, well, we're going to be late. So we're going to have to go back. Better go drop the dog off at the groomer, then come back home and get the package and the check. Then go back to the same parking lot as the groomer to do the package and the (laughs) deposit of the check. Because it was a check for Cassie, uh, so we had to go to the bank to deposit it for her. Uh, but while we were there, they had the table at Harmon's, where the bank is, to sign the tax referendum, the so citizen's referendum. On the ta- there, it was like nine in nine thirty ish in the morning. There was a line. That's it was nine forty five by the time we got there uh, on a Saturday morning. That's good. And there's a line to sign the referendum. And every time I've been to Harmon's since, which by the way, I go to Harmon's frequently it's literally right on the way home and i stop in there probably three times a week uh chicken salad yeah yeah that happens uh <laughs> almost happened today but i, I have love a dog that stuff so much. <laughs> oh no, no, no it's no. our own we make our own with so their chicken though i get like a chopped salad kit out of the produce section oh they're like chicken salad in the deli like. yeah, no, no, no. right but, we're but tra- i get like a we make a chicken salad i get a chopped salad mix and then i get a uh, some chicken tenders and i cut up the chicken tenders and toss them in the top salad mix and that the that's the best, and that's a chicken salad. So we had a gal that opened her house up in Eagle Mountain um, for signing. It was awesome. awesome. Yep. And and so I encourage everyone, uh, if you give a shit about the tax legislation that was forced through in a special session that didn't need to happen, and you don't want to pay three percent more across the board for groceries and fuck taxes on everything else uh, that you do. Um, without consideration of, of citizens thought, go sign the referendum. And I believe the cutoff is like midnight on the 21st. Yeah. You have all of, right. all of this week and, and ba- basically until you hear next week's show, uh, to go do that, go do it as quickly as you do can. Do they have an online place to do nope. that? Nope. You have to do it in person. You have to show your ID. They you, scan it. Utah law requires you to do it in person. Um, you'll don't do it more than once though, because it costs money to pull the duplicated signatures off. It's a big pain in the ass, but please encourage everyone you know to go do it. Um, it's, it's, it's no small deal. We have to collect a lot of signatures in a very short amount of time, like 114,000 signatures, I think. Um, and we had like three weeks to do it, uh, basically. So please, 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 um, sign it, go out and get everyone you can to sign it with you. Uh, super go out, drive around with a megaphone in your car and say, (laughs) I'm taking you all to Harmon's. Let's go. We can get chicken salad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> they were giving away free cookies uh at the table in the morning when when we went i didn't take one because i'm fat but then i went to the market and bought shit but <laughs> you know i well okay so i also the market so i went to the market because well because i wanted to go but also because i thought um, <laughs> well because you know the empanada place it's there in the summer uh-huh. i thought they were in the winter market but it's not it's the taco Takiano people, the yep. co- Costa Rican people that make the taquinos or whatever the fuck they're called that are really good. With the cute little cabinet. Yeah. But they also make empanadas. Yes. But I wanted the Argentinian empanadas. Because they have a store in Salt Lake. They do. And we went to that store afterwards. We actually sat in the parking lot of the market for like 10 minutes so we could wait until the store opened so we could go to the <laughs> store and get empanadas. That's um, awesome. Well, there's a reason. Yeah. Well, so I'm trying to figure out. I also had Sagat. Did I? I don't know if I have talked to you guys since I had Sagato last week either. We have it. So I had Sagato last week, 
uh, the the New Zealand bakery uh-huh. um, behind the Shane. What company. kind of what kind of uh, I had meat a pie did you sausage have? roll and I had a steak and cheese. That meat sausage pie. roll is rad, right? That sausage roll is fucking amazing. It's it so is, good. It is. It's ginormous and it's so affordable for the how big it is. It's yeah. fantastic. That place is really good. Um, so it's in a discovery for me to try and find the best stuffed bread product, savory stuffed bread product. Did you go to Fillings and Mulder and Chip? Uh, uh, no. What do they have that's good? Uh, everything. Okay, that's not helpful. Cuban meat pies. Because I have to specifically find Cuban meat pies. The 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 top item because at the end of the month is our oh right 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 our our, our taste testing contest. So. Yes, Cuban meat pies. They have. Um, I also bought bread that had like prosciutto like cooked in it and cheese. It was delicious. Jesus. I actually made French toast out of it. It was really good. Yeah. That, oh man. Now yeah. I'm hungry. <laughs> um. <laughs> And then one other thing, and then I'll let you guys talk about anything that happened to you, because uh, this show is not just about me, contrary to popular belief. <laughs> um, so we, you know, we put our fence in, um, and part of why we put the fence in is it was a chain link, and our backyard is on 6200 South, and it's really fucking noisy. Uh, well, so our neighbor moved in, and I couldn't tell if our neighbor was being truthful or just talking shit. Well, it was half shit and half truth. And he's like, hey, so we were going to put up a fence, but my wife was pissed about the about 6200 South. These are the new neighbors. Uh, so she talked to the council, and they're putting in a sound wall. And so I'm like, I don't know if that's true or not, but I guess we'll wait and see in the spring. Well, we got a notice on our door yesterday. Uh, that they are, in fact, putting up a wall. They don't call it a sound wall. Um, I'm still not convinced because they're <laughs> saying it's wrought iron. And No, did you read any of the emails back and forth today? The wrought no, iron, I didn't have time. So, so they're putting in a wall basically from the Harmons all the way up to... Uh, so they said the first house by the H&R Block building, which is the yeah, one from that's Harman's the most west of Auto Harmons. Zone. Yeah. So... Uh, all of those houses will have a new wall. It's a con- going to be a concrete wall. Now, I don't know what the design looks like yet. There's a meeting for it in a couple of weeks we're going to be going to. Chris um, is going to miss gaming for it. It's important to me because I don't want them to rip out my brand new fucking fence to put up a wall. I want them to put a wall in front of my brand new fence. Um, and or if they don't, then I want to have the chance to be able to take it down nicely and and, yeah. and keep it because we paid for it. Um, but anyway, yeah, because that's useful um it is but but anyway uh the wrought iron fencing is for like the corner house up here where their fence is like half the time folded oh, in the yard, like half the, the time folded out yeah so the park's not going to have they're not going to do anything on impressions park they said um but they're going to put wrought iron fencing up especially around there's a lot of really shitty sharp corners that right now some people have like seven foot tall fences that you can't see past and you have to get basically into the the street in order to see to make a safe turn. Uh, So they're going to cut the corners and do wrought iron fencing that you can see through on the edges. So I don't know what it's going to look like. They want it to be aesthetically pleasing because also if you've driven up the street, that's like the opposite of what I just said. And so we'll see what it turns out to be. But the good news is I think we're getting a sound wall uh, or at least a wall that will have the effect of blocking sound because a solid concrete wall blocks a lot of fucking sound. Uh, And so I'm excited. Uh, and I uh, have some trepidation because I really don't want them to take my fence I'm down. waiting to hear at the meeting before I get excited. Uh, but in talking back and forth with the engineering firm that's in charge of it a little bit today, they, it sounded promising to me. So Yeah, I didn't get a chance to that's look good. at anything like that today. Did you guys have anything fun and exciting? I had, I just like 
fucking spewed shit all That's over all right. the place. That's all right. So, so we're, we're talking civic duty with signing the petition. Oh, yeah, jury man. I have jury duty tomorrow. So I have been randomly At the big courthouse. selected. Yeah, so Matheson Courthouse tomorrow. Uh, I got to be there by 7.45 a.m. I wonder if they'll ask you about the podcast and if that will disqualify you. I don't think they'll ask him about the podcast, but they might ask him if he does any kind of media. Well, stuff. that's what I mean. So I don't know. We'll find out. Does so this count as media? Yep. 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 Absolutely. So I'm actually, <laughs> other than driving downtown that early, um, I'm excited about it. I'm excited to. Oh, driving downtown that early is not. It, the Riverton. traffic's not bad. It's not bad. Traversing the entire valley. Yeah. It's fine. It's, what? How early really do you have to be there? I have to be there at 7:45. Uh oh. Leave by seven. You'll be fine. Yeah. It's not bad you, at all. You'll be fine because you'll be able to get all the. You just go straight down to sixth, uh, get off on sixth. Because if right I there. if I leave here, just barely before seven, I am easily downtown by quarter after seven. Yeah, so. you won't have a problem. It'll be fine. So if you if you leave at seven fifteen, then you, you ain't fucking making it, buddy. Yeah. Oh yeah. But if you leave by seven, you'll be fine. So I'm thinking if I leave my house between six forty-five and seven within that time yeah, you'll be frame. Fine. Do they let the jurors park under the buildings? Yes. Yeah. That's what they tell you is to park under and the building and then bring your it. ticket and they'll validate. They have a little guard there that asks you why you're coming. I have my little paper. It says to bring your little. You yeah. Know, you just have to tell the guard. The, the people, the people listening can't see it. Hold up your fake paper. My fake paper. I have a card. I have, so you have a, you get a jury card in the mail and it's got all your info and you have a, you actually have a jury number yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So are so, you yep. excited? I actually am. I'm excited to be part of it. I've, so this is the, I don't know, second or third time in my life that I've been up for it, but I've never actually been called. So the I, other two times you call in every night and they never got to Which my, is, by the way, the most fucking annoying system ever. Yes, in this day and age, it is a little weird. It's so like, I had to call Friday night. Couldn't, couldn't you, like, if you could, like, register and register your phone number and they could fucking auto-dial back or text back, Something. how much better would that be? I bet they would have a lot fewer people missing jury duty, too, because, like, it, it's hard. It's actually hard to fucking remember to call I think in. it's probably easiest to remember, like, the, like the very first. So, like I, call, the very so first I had to call day. Friday night for Monday. And then when I called Friday night, it, it just says there's no, 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 no trial. juries on yeah. Monday. So I called Monday night. It said there's no juries on Tuesday. I called tonight before the podcast, before I came. And it said, if your number is between Love this and this, then, then, it, then you have to switch over and then you listen to a whole different set of instructions and all that kind of stuff. So but that's cool. That's so cool. I'm excited. I, I've always. Well, if they let you go wherever you want for lunch, let me know and I'll go lunch with you because I'm you know, just down right the street. Yeah, if they give us a lunch break, I'll send you a message. I mean, they'll give you a lunch break, but it kind of depends on what you're doing. Um, Sometimes they'll bring it in. Uh, yeah. And then if for some reason you get picked for a jury, but you haven't like sat and listened to anything, they give you like a badge thing that you have to wear so that you walk around and it says you're a juror. Also, it ain't no craft services. If they bring in lunch, it's just like shitty sandwiches. <laughs> but if they let you go, let me know. And yeah, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. So, you know I'm, I'm, I know a lot of people complain about jury duty, but I actually am excited for well, it. Well, we talked about it. I, I want to serve I think it's cool so. to... I had... I I shouldn't say I had fun because it's not really what it is, but I had fun for. Uh, it's it. interesting to yeah. to see how that all works and be a part of it. I, I think. Do they have juries in the middle of nowhere, Jess? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Where you live? Do they have juries out there? Uh, I'm pretty sure they. Do. No, they just they just get the hanging rope out. <laughs> <laughs> the lawman is the law. 
anyway, so yes, yeah, so I'm excited for that. So tomorrow's Drew. So next week I'll I'll report on how it went. And what about you, Jess? Do you have any fun, exciting stuff to talk about? Do I? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Sundance is coming up. That's about it. But you have tickets, right? I do have tickets. I got tickets to. Do you have tickets to the. Basically, what you do is you go through the whole entire program, which is like hundreds of movies, and you pick out the times and the dates, and, and then you narrow it down. Uh, it's kind of a guessing game, too, like what movie you're going to see. Like, mm, is this going to be good? Is this kind Well, of- yes, if with every single one of them. Um, and so I believe some tickets went on sale like a week or so ago, and then... Um, Today, Tuesday, while we're recording, um, members tickets went on sale. So, like, if you're if you're a supporter, or, or if you're not, and you just buy them anyway. No, actually, <laughs> that did happen last year. Um, I didn't know what. That, let me buy the ticket. Hell yeah! So, sure. And it was awesome. That movie was incredible. Um, no, but this year they just sent me an email last night that was like, "Hey, we appreciate your support over the last few years." Um, last one year. No, like I've been like they track all of the movies that you buy. So, um, and you go pretty much every year. So they just said you can buy tickets in the member cell, and so you hop on, and they put you in a queue, and they tell you how long you have. I had oh, it was like an hour. You watch a little timer countdown, and you watch all the films that you want to see, like slowly get sold out, like, and, ho- and hope that the ones that you that are on your the top like five of your list still have a time available. So I got tickets to, to two. I could have gotten more, but also Sundance tickets are twenty five dollars a piece. So um, I got tickets to two. <laughs> uh-huh. So yeah, and two. I'm really excited because one of them is one of my most favorite people's uh, directorial debut. So. I remember Should be awesome. when I was in college, they had some of the the, the films at the U, which I, I think they do sometimes. I don't know. But they did when I was in college. Not really, because there's a lot of theaters now that yeah. show. So when I was in college, they did. And, and I and I don't remember how, but somehow we got tickets to a couple of them. And they were snowboard movies. And I remember sitting through the first one going, huh. And then I sat through the second one, and I'm like, this is the same damn movie. All it is is people snowboarding. There's like, with, are you sure, are you sure it was, wasn't Warren Miller? <laughs> well, are you sure it was snow, it was Sundance and not Slam Dance, which uh, goes on at the same time? We I actually insure a company that helps, uh, do some of the Warren Miller. So, I don't know, but I watched two of them. So, and they were, I swear it was the same. That's movie. one of the things about Sundance <laughs> is Sundance has brought other festivals to Utah. It could and, have been. This was, I believe it's Slam Dance that is like the same time and it's they all. They ran at the same time. And, yeah. and, and slam dance is it's all like super sport. indie. This was no. 25 years ago. It's 25. Uh, there's it another festival though. That's no, slam like, dance is like the way more indie of indie films. There, there's another festival that is like a whole bunch of basically like those kinds of sports shows. It like could have been. Movies. It could have been. But I remember fun, sitting yeah. through them and I'm like, like all the straight up like go. I, I love Sundance because like you were saying, Chris, you don't know what you're getting into like it might have actors in that you like and there's you're no like, critic reviews yet there's uh, no these are all screenings, um like i do i do want to say something that is is kind of taken a little bit of the magic out of sundance is that a lot of not a lot but a great handful of the movies that premiere are coming out like a month after whether it's on netflix or in the movie theater so and they've already just, they've already sold them yeah, and so it just takes uh, from from my experience over the last few years, like seeing that happen. It's kind of a bummer. So there was a lot of movies that I wanted to see, but 
um, they're coming out. So I made sure that I picked ones that weren't. It might take the magic out a little bit, but one of the things that sucks about Sundance is there are really good movies that don't get picked up or get picked up and don't get released for three years. Yes. So actually Ophelia that we saw two years ago just came out like a month ago. Yeah, like Adventureland took like two and a half years to come out and that was a great movie. Uh, and so, but it's cool though to watch that, you know, and, and I usually will keep my list and then kind of watch. So you it know, does kind of suck because when or like the farewell, like, the farewell premiered last year. There is no reason that that movie should not have been nominated well, it, for an Oscar. It was incredible. Even the movies that get picked up and like do really well at Sundance, you don't see them for two years sometimes, mm-hmm. and that's disappointing because all the positive publicity they have fizzles and, out, and the people's desire to see them completely fizzles out over that time. On well, this year, the like the two two of the bigger ones that I know. Uh, Miss Americana, which is premiering on the first day at like nine o'clock in the morning, is a Taylor Swift documentary. It's coming out on Netflix like the next month. No one um, wants to watch Tay Tay. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then there's actually one about the Go Go's uh, that is going to be coming out, which looks awesome. And but. those only exist because uh, VH1 behind the behind the music it's doesn't exist VH1. anymore. <laughs> so the cocaine fuel binges of Tay Tay. So much. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so what else is, is going on besides uh, Sundance starting, Jess? Uh, so there are lots of cool things happening. Um, what's today? Okay, so the 17th, our guest today, we have uh, Carl Moore, who is one of the founders of uh, SLC Air Protectors. And they have an event at the Capitol on the 17th from 10 to 1 called Storm the Capitol. Uh, it's kind of like the Area 51 thing. Yeah. You have to do that airbender run. Yeah, you do. Yes. Um, yeah. and, that's called. And, and, and what's going to happen <laughs> is like 10 people are going to show up after 200,000 said they would and they're going to barbecue hot dogs and chill with the cops. <laughs> and then just go home. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, so the eight, the 18th, I might have mentioned this last weekend, but I can't remember. Our good buddies at Front Row uh, Film Roast are doing Lord of the Rings. Did yeah, you we confirm about which one? No. Oh, I didn't confirm if it was Damn extended it. or not. I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on. You didn't confirm which movie no. either. No, it's the There's, first one. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Because there are um, three Lord of the Rings There Ring are three movies. Lord of the Rings. The Fellowship of the Ring. Okay. Um, but it is Jessica and Andrew's last, um, last show before they moved to Los Angeles. I, so. I, I will say... Um, I guess the fellowship isn't the one that I like. I like the Hobbit, the the movie uh, adaptation of the Hobbit. I like the scene where the dwarves come into Bilbo's cottage. It's awesome. That is my it's hilarious. F- and the the song that when the dwarves sing the songs, those those are my favorite scenes. And I could just watch that scene over and over again. The Hobbit's the only book that I could read. As soon as I started on the trilogy, I was like, nope. Nah, well, well the Hobbit took like like six hours to get into and then once you got into it it was good but it's so slow to start <laughs> uh there's lots going on the following weekend uh like i said sundance starts on the 24th uh officially excuse me uh on the 23rd oh so we're coming into the legislative session you yep. guys starts on the 27th uh there are lots of ways to get involved um this year on the 23rd at the Marmalade Library, which is in downtown Salt Lake at 6 o'clock, 
the Action Utah group is doing a legislative preview session. I high we talked about this last year. Yeah. I highly recommend any of these. Like the League of Women Voters is doing one. Um, there's just if you're on Facebook, get on Facebook and search like legislative preview, and I'm sure you can find it to go to. Highly recommend going to one. Um, if you have a particular interest, it's worth going mm-hmm. to theirs. But if you can get to one like the uh, Action Utah, uh, they're going to give you a broad overview of. And these are people that are inside Capitol Hill and know what legislation is mm-hmm. going to be proposed and what stuff's going to be real. Really have a chance and what stuff's going to get stuck in committee. They have an idea of that now right. before the session starts, and they're going to be able to tell you like, hey. This thing's probably going to go to a vote. So you really, if you want to be involved and you want to stop them changing medical marijuana, you should get involved. And here's how you can get involved. Right. Another really awesome event that's coming up from the Utah State Antiquities Department on the 24th is how to combat archaeological vandalism. Don't let Indiana Jones in your temple. Exactly. So they're doing this. Pretty simple. (laughs) Just don't. 300 Rio Grande. Stay the fuck out, Harrison Ford. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, This is an issue. And I think it's really cool that they are bringing this to light. Uh, You can... it's free. You can reserve your spot on Eventbrite. It's from 9 to 12 on the 24th. Um, next week also starts the, uni- the ugh, I can't even talk, the Lunar New Year. And I believe it is the year of the mouse. I don't know. Something Look dumb. that up. Um, but right there now. are a lot of places. If there's I think a sound it's a clip, I'll play it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of places around Utah that are holding celebrations, whether it's a restaurant, like University Place in Orem will be doing fireworks and a big party. Ocean it's the Martin rat. Boy. It's not oh, the it's mouse. a rat. It's a rat. <sighs> Disney's the got it wrong. The year of the rat. Fuck you, Disney. Oh. <laughs> How do you uh, like, <laughs> like them apples? <laughs> Jeremy, do you know what our, uh, our thing is? Um, like what year we like what what was the oh seventy five yeah. I'll look just it up just Google it ah. thanks um the twenty fifth to the twenty sixth you guys y'all are rabbits Bear Lake Monster yeah, Winter Festival right. guess what that means I'm a, I'm a cop. polar plunge are you, I'm a polar pl- are you doing the, the polar plunge up there I think I am in Bear Lake that's like even it'll colder. be my second one I've I already done it walk down oh, I you did it today. just in Utah Lake. nope I've done it twice. I couldn't even walk downstairs today without my heater. My, hey, when's, my my, when's the next cock year? We just passed one, didn't we? We did. God damn it. I'm going to wait a long it. time. Fucking 20. When's the next bunny year? Uh, 23. Yes, because it was three years ago. But the best year, I mean, I'm, I'm a cock, but the best year is the Year of the Dragon. Those are the coolest festivals. They're amazing. The Year of the Dragon festivals. What are kind great. of information do you have on the rat over there? Uh, just what year it was. I didn't really oh. look it up. Do you want me to read it? Yeah. Okay. Or me, should we wait till next week? We want you to find a voice clip and play Let's, it. No. We can wait till next week since it'll be closer. You you keep talking. I'm going to talk about the year of the rat in a minute. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Rat is the first in a 12-year cycle of Chinese Zodiac. So it's actually the first one. It starts the cycle, apparently. Uh, though people consider the rat not adorable, and it even makes its way into derogatory languages, it ranks first on the Chinese zodiac signs. Have you seen their hands? They're so cute. It has <laughs> characteristics of an animal with spirit, wit, alertness, delicacy, flexibility, and vitality. And the plague. What? <laughs> uh, so lucky numbers are two and three for people born in the rat year uh, gold blue and green are their colors their flowers are lily african violet and lily of the valley uh, their directions are southeast and northeast which is good for feng shui that's people, why you need that 
People born in the year of the rat are instinctive, acute, and alert in nature, which makes them uh, to be brilliant businessmen. They can always, re- or women, uh, or business people, uh, they always react properly. I don't want to be gender biased here. They can always react properly before the worst circumstances take place. They are, yeah, I very clearly was not born in the year of the rat. <laughs> they are also sophisticated and popular in social interaction. Yeah, that's not me. They are sanguine and very adaptable, being popular with others. Huh. That's rad. Is Sean a rat? Because <laughs> that would make sense, but no. She, she might not. be. They usually have not? the ears listed. She is not a rat. What, what, is, what Sean? is Sean? Sean is a dragon. Oh, she's cool. Cat? What's Cassidy? She's a tiger. Oh, that makes more sense. Uh, let's see. what. Lo- should we do love compatibility in the rat? <laughs> <laughs> a okay. pig? Or the fort? No, I'm just so we're good. That we're was good. Charlotte's web joke. Well, they have a lot of shit on here. They have. Like, I want to know what my love compatibility rats is. Rats personality by blood types. They have wow uh, types of rats. So this would be a metal rat in this year, which is sensitive and strong self awareness, persuasive with a ready tongue. Um, there's imminent personalities. This is a lot. Of, this is a lot of shit, man. This is awesome. I like this. <laughs> this. Um, I need to go look my stuff up. And this is on TravelChinaGuide.com, so you know well, that's legit. I found it. Jeremy and I are totally different, though. How are we born in this? And Josh is totally different from like, and Heather is. I know. I'm sorry. None Jess. of us are the same. I went on a huge tangent about the rat. There were there any <laughs> were there any other things? No, I was just gonna say there's more than just the polar plunge up at Bear Fest. They have a lot of uh, outdoor sports. You, they have a chili cook-off, which is delicious. You said the Bear Lake Monster Fest. Is it the is. monster gonna be there? I haven't seen it yet. Is it in the chili during the chili cook-off? Are the shakes still good in the winter? There's no shakes in the winter. That There's is, no raspberries. That's bullshit. There's still fucking shakes. Do you think they? Do you think the ice cream <laughs> only gets made in the summertime? It's I soft actually, serve. I don't know. I don't usually. I've only been up in the winter. Like I a guarantee times. you, they still have shakes. They just might not. Do be the shake shacks raspberry. close though? But do they? Do they yeah. close the shakes? Oh, I'm sure a do. bunch of them. Well, they do. serve yeah. other things. But there's some of them that stay open year only round, right? Well, probably. Yeah, I would assume like Merlin's probably because there are open. a couple people that actually live there during the winter. Yeah. They have to go to Idaho. There's like six. Yeah. They go up to the, the <laughs> fucking convenience, the little gas station right on the border. Well, that's where you can get alcohol, that's, too. So. Dude, their fucking booze is so expensive there, too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's because there's no other place to their get selection alcohol. selection is lame, but they know it. That's the thing. They know it. They're, they're the only game in town. But if you drive up through Evanston, you can just get whatever the fuck you want in Evanston. And you can use your Smith's Values card. Oh, but, even better. But yeah, also... Don't go to like one of the liquor stores right on the edge of Evanston. Just go in town to the grocery store. It's yeah. a lot cheaper. Just go to Smith's and use your Fresh Values card and reap your rewards. That's a good idea. All right. Um, <laughs> so that's enough events. <laughs> My being cut off. Well, you said you didn't have anything else no. other than Bear Lake stuff. No, I don't think so. Oh, I might be second guessing my vote for the governor, guys. What? Because of Spencer Cox saying that abortion and slavery are the same thing? Yeah. People say dumb shit. I know they do. Did you listen to Dr. White's response? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I know. I just, it was a, uh, not a good time to say that. People say dumb shit 
Uh, it's definitely going to hurt him a little bit. But hey, he's in white Utah that hates abortion it's and true. black people. So I think. So actually, some, somebody, oh, we always talk about how I read the comments. Somebody said, my first question would be, why is he at the Eagles forum in the first place? That would be my question. That, that's, yeah, that's actually the thing that really bothers me. It's not so much that he said that, but yeah. The no, reason- I know his heart's in a good place, but it was just a little like, oh to wake up to the other morning. Well, you know, when in Rome, and if you're at the Eagle Forum, basically you hate black people and um, children, but not unborn babies. So. Right, 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 right. Just to be clear. Well, there were a lot of... Especially of, poor children. But there, unborn babies, that fucking mother better have that kid. There were a lot of candidates, though, that just didn't go. And I think I would respect that more than going... And look, his... his, his his personal history, I think, with his wife, with adoption and pregnancy and abortion, I think he has some history there, if I remember right, specifically with like adoption and stuff in his wife or something. I'm not I sure. Don't know. Well, I and, don't. Spread and fake again, news. <laughs> we don't. We don't. I said I don't really remember. Have a, I don't have a problem with people who have a a visceral feeling about something because of something that happened in their past. You can't have a baby and so you don't want other people to abort. That's fine. Don't abort your babies and adopt and encourage people to adopt, but that doesn't mean you need to stop everybody I can't have a baby so I don't think anyone should be able to abort all babies unless... (laughs) Look, I'm going (laughs) to... I'm going to give you my... this, This is actually a true belief of mine. I actually think that you should have to pay a tax to have a baby... I don't think you should get a tax break at all. That's fucking. I think you should have to get licensed just like you do to have a dog. And, and that's the other thing. I think that you should have to pass. Licensed to parent. You should have to pass some parenting exams and you should have to pay, uh, more into the tax system. And it's not like, like to restrict it, but like, okay, so. You know, you wake up and you're like, gee, I think I might be pregnant. You take this, you're pregnant. Okay. Your doctor's like, okay, now that you're pregnant, you must take. Here's some mandatory courses on parenting and on responsible adulting. And I think there's no problem with that. But I'm also um, leaning towards socialism. (laughs) (laughs) But I also think that you should have to have a license to carry a gun. And And a concealed carry permit is not a fucking license, people. So shut your fucking face. You have to have a license to drive a car. A car serves a purpose other than killing. I don't see why you shouldn't have to have a license to carry a gun. And to be quite honest, you know what else you should have to get if you carry a gun? Fucking insurance. You should have to have some sort of liability insurance on that weapon. But, you know, what do I know? Um, all right, so let's not talk about... <laughs> you fucking socialist. Yeah, let's not, let's, let's not talk about Mr. Cox anymore. Oh, you know, one thing that did happen that's awesome is uh, Bishop is not running again. Um, so there is some some light in the gubernatorial race, right? He announced he was dropping out of Congress. Yeah, he's going to support some guy that's not going to win. Uh, okay, so our guest today, um, we're, we're trying stuff new. Uh, our guest today is a is a big environmental activist. Um, uh, you'll you'll hear Carl talk. He's about a that human a activist. He's a he's a he's a he's a um. What did he say? Uh, defend the sacred is his big mantra. Uh, and so whether that's, that's people and their rights or, um, animals or the land. Um, so he's, he's very, um, conscious. Uh, and so I thought, um, there's a couple things going on both locally and nationally, uh, that, that are, are very, 
uh, tied into this. I guarantee we'll see legislation in the legislative session regarding some environmental stuff. Uh, but I wanted to focus in on a few things that, uh, that are happening right now, um, that, that are kind of tied to that. So the first is we've talked about the Diesel Brothers briefly on this show. <coughs> Uh, the Diesel Brothers are assholes. Um, oh wait! So yeah, they have a show. I don't remember what network their shows are on. Is it still on? Um, I think so. Um, so these these two dudes um kind of created this this show, and the whole premise behind the show is they take trucks and they modify them to create uh super. They roll coal. Horrific emissions. The term rolling coal was coined by them. So if you're ever at a stoplight and you see some fucking asshole in this jacked up truck with this huge exhaust pipe. And a big black all plume of a sudden of smoke go comes and out. a black puma smoke. That's, that's on purpose. That's what these guys do. Uh and and they got sued uh by some folks. Uh, for violating um, emission standards, for purposefully violating uh, uh, building cars or building exhaust systems that violated emission standards, uh, for tricking emission standards computers. They were found guilty, and now they're in the middle of the sentencing phase, and they may have up to a $4.5 million fine imposed on them, which is no small potatoes. Even though they've got a TV show, that's that's pretty big money for these guys. Is it a TV show or are they YouTube people? It's a TV show. Oh, it's a TV show. It's on a network. I just don't know. Um, Probably like... I think it's on Velocity. Yeah, it's... Or it was on like... If Spike were still around, it'd be on Spike. Yeah, on a a channel like that. That's the Paramount Network now, I think. So... the the Diesel Brothers are claiming claiming that they should only be fined about a half million dollars. Uh, And then um, they argue... They're on the Discovery Channel. Yeah, there you go. So uh, attorneys for them. That seems weird. So their attorneys are arguing that the they've disputing the number of violations, uh, and that they're committed, uh, uh, that were committed. They argued significant penalties would devastate the local businesses operated by the defendants. Guess what? I don't fucking care. You broke the goddamn law in a major way, and you flaunted it all over fucking TV. If it puts you out of business, good. That's the kind of penalty that needs to exist in this situation. Uh, so I, I hope they fucking get all four and a half million dollars and I hope they go out of business. That's the reason those penalties exist. And if. So are you saying you don't want me to get them on the show? <laughs> uh, no. I don't want to talk to these dipshits. They're not the kind of people I'd want to talk to. Remember how I said if you, uh, want us to share stuff and it's not <laughs> racist or completely stupid? This is the kind of shit I wouldn't share because I think it's fucking horrible what they do. Uh, and they have a the, not only. So the thing is, if you've ever seen the show or clips of the show, it's not just that they make these vehicles. They, they adapt these trucks like this. They do it and then they fucking flaunt it in front of like the whole rolling coal thing came about like, oh, you fucking jackass and your stupid Prius. Fuck you. I'm going to fucking cover you in soot. So you have a guy that's trying to do the right thing and fucking being more environmentally conscious and then some asshole that's more than making up for the fact that It's like that taking a cigarette and taking a puff and then blowing it face. in somebody's face. There's no love lost for the Diesel Brothers from me. I don't huh. know if you guys can tell. I thought you really liked them. <laughs> yeah, thanks for thanks for letting me know because I was like going to get you a whole bunch of paraphernalia for Valentine's Day. A t-shirt Day. and a hat. Yeah. I, I will, a trucker uh, hat. I'll tell you guys something off air about them too, uh, that I won't talk about on air. But. Ooh. 
away. A little secret. Can you not do that? It's really loud. <laughs> these new, these new uh, board new picks up more of that shit now. You're just not used to having me talk because you said I don't talk. I'm talking very, very softly. This is really hard for me. Can you stop talking now? Can you go back to not? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so... Uh, some stuff that's going to affect Utah on the federal level. Uh, white, right now, the White House, the Trump administration, is actually proposing some some pretty big overhaul of uh, NEPA, which is the Environmental Protection Act. Um, so there's some good and some bad coming with this. So on the one hand, uh, and maybe, Jess, you can talk about it because your uncle or someone related to you works in a gas plant. Her My dad? dad. dad. I don't know. <laughs> and I don't know who the fuck it is. I know it's like, like I know it's a male in like your the life. person that's he most would, related he would to come her. on and talk about it. Um, but they're, you said they're make they're, they're getting ready to make yep, a bunch so of changes. My, for this. Yeah. So my dad is, um, a head engineer with Big West Oil and they are in the middle of changing over their equipment so that, um, they automatically read all of their data for the EPA because they have to report it every quarter. So um, I assume just based on this article that is part of the new, uh, new changes. So, so one of the big goals is to try and modernize the national environmental policy act. So it's really old. Um, It's been around for like, it's been around forever. It hasn't been updated in like 40 years, which in the world of technology. It's so old. That's ancient, <laughs> right? Like we didn't fucking have computer 40 years. Like we didn't, didn't have, have computers. Seatbelts in cars 40 years yeah. ago. <laughs> there were computers did not exist in homes 40 years ago. That's true. They, they, they did not exist in very many homes. Yeah. Jeremy and I not actually like the mid 80s. Yeah. And now. And and now you have better computers in your pocket that you make phone calls on than we Who did phone calls on them? in the late nineties, right? Right. And your so, phone your phone has more power than the than the computers used to send the first spaceship into yeah. orbit. So and now it's way smaller. And if you think that, and if you think that 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 massive oil refineries and gas refineries haven't upgraded their technology over those years, you're crazy because technology makes them more efficient. We work, Mm -hmm. we insure a company, a SCADA company, um, that does like all of the valve control stuff and all of that's totally electronic to make sure that all of that stuff going through. You mean it's not guys just turning valves? The way that it, legit, that's the way that it used to be. So, um, but they, like, they go up to the wells and they, they have batteries and solar panels and stuff that keep the batteries charged, that keep all of the relays going and they check those for accuracy and, and stuff. So what Jess was talking about with her dad and, and the refinery making reporting automated, much of what goes on inside a refinery is very automated so that it's very regulated. And so being able to keep track of all of this stuff, the statistics you see are probably pretty accurate. It's not like people are just going, well, I don't know. On a stormy day, it kind of looks so, like they put about this much pollution out. So, um, but but none of the collection of that data is really automated. Uh, it's all very manual. Right. And so that's what she was saying, like you and what you were saying. It just makes it better. So, so I want to read this quote from Rob Bishop, which is one side of the equation. And I'm going to read another quote. 
Um, Deseret News posted an article about this. I would actually recommend going out and reading the one from The Hill, which is the, the, the Capitals publication. Um, it's, it's a little more in depth and a little less Utah centric, but we're a Utah show, so I'm going to read the Utah shit. Um, so, uh, Rob Bishop said reducing redundancies, enhancing coordination with states and tribes, clarifying ambiguous terms and establishing timeframes for the completion of paperwork is the 2020 vision we needed. This is all talking about Trump's proposed changes. Fringe left special interest groups will continue to scream bloody murder, but these actions by President Trump will ensure the government works better for all. So that's the one argument. Hey, this is going to make things more efficient. The problem is uh, the, the, the move, um, so I'm going to read uh, from uh, a quote from uh, uh, Cindy Goldfuss, uh, which is a uh, uh, um, managing director for the Center of American Progress. And she says today's move isn't about streamlining or modernizing, as the Trump administration claims. Um, it's about clearing the way for more polluting pipelines and dirty fossil fuel projects, plain and simple. If finalized, the proposed regulations would give Trump administration the opportunity to race through project approvals without considering long-term impacts. So that's the big concern. If these changes go through, yeah, roads will get built faster. So will pipelines. So, you know, we're going to talk a little bit with Carl here in, in just a minute about, uh, the, the, um, the fuck is the name of it? It's slipping my mind now. Um, um, <laughs> up in South Dakota, the pipeline. Yeah. What's the name of the, the thing? Standing Rock. The Standing, Standing Rock. Rock. <laughs> um, uh, which he was a part of the, some of the protests for Standing Rock. But that pipeline that, that runs through the U.S. was, um, they tried to stop it over and over and over again. They were trying to do environmental protection studies to say what impact this would have. And they kind of forced it through. And within a couple months of it being forced through, there was already leaks. And so that's, those are some of the concerns. When they go to build something out on the marshlands of the salt flats, uh, and, and build something like Legacy Parkway, that took years, uh, and it, and it took compromise because the environmentalists said, we don't want to take away these wetlands. There's very little land left. So we want to, we want to preserve that stuff. Uh, and so they had to do studies. And then still it was like, it was like raccoon Armageddon after that thing went up. <laughs> raccoon Armageddon. So, but, but the, the, those are the kinds of things that will potentially go away is it will set tight timelines to have some of those environmental studies and stuff done, which on the one hand is good because it helps speed that process up. On the other hand, it's horrible because you can't do proper environmental studies in, a quick time. in such a quick time frame. And so basically what it'll mean is they don't get done. Uh, and so projects will get pushed through without proper things happening. So think about how you will. I just think it's important that you know um, that will have a big impact on Utah. We have a lot of stuff here in our land that will be affected by that. So all that, all the Bears Ears Monument stuff, that all gets affected by these, this, the, the NEPA Act. So, um, just something to keep in mind and be aware of. And then, just another thing to be depressed about. You, you want to be really depressed? <laughs> I'm going to mention this and then we're going to talk to This is cry. where you should lay underneath. It's the end of the world yeah. as we know it. Well, okay, hold on. Hold on. 
So I like yelled at everyone to stop because they were all. Well, because you were just got through telling us to talk. And so we all started to talk and then you yelled at us to shut up. Because <laughs> I looked up. Like, oh, this yeah. This is a train wreck. It's all good. Um, so anyway. We have no equipment. It's okay. Well, because look. It's a learning curve. Look, if you guys want me to play Getting music. Um, God damn it. It's an ad. I fucking hate Yay for ads. ads. I'm just going to quiet that shit down and click skip ads here. <laughs> yeah. There we go. With the earth. I feel like I just need to want to make sure I had the right button pressed so it was recording, so it can be behind us. So you said this this comes from the United Nations? Is this? Yeah, like, and this is legit. This is a a, a bunch of scientists and stuff. I can't keep playing this because we'll probably have some sort of weird copyright shit happen to us. <laughs> um, but we didn't get to the part where it says our, it's the end of the world. All right, then we're gonna keep good. playing it. No, it's not. People just know until, the song. Just until okay. it gets the end of the world. Well, I'm. People only know like a handful of words out of this one. I know all the beginning. Um, okay, so this article. Oh, oh overflow, population. <laughs> <laughs> right. I just got, we got to wait now. Everybody's right, singing indeed. along. They can still talk. Here comes the whole point. Here it comes. According to the UN. <laughs> well, it's not really the UN. So this came out with uh, at the UN meeting actually last night. Um, there's a big conglomerate of, of scientists and ecologists and everything else. Um, basically we're fucked. Uh, so, um, we, uh, are basically in right now the sixth math mass extinction, uh, event is what they're saying. Uh, it's the sixth one in the planet's history. Who knows that? Who's um, been tracking that? Well, so it's all about, it, it's all about, them looking at soil samples and, and seeing kind of piecing the history together. This is the same thing as aging dinosaurs. <laughs> I have yeah, look, feelings look, about if that. If you believe that the earth's only 5,000 years old, you, you should have probably stopped listening to no, this podcast. No, but this is actually really ago. cool because at a convention in 2010, they set, um, like goals, like targets and none of them have, well, not, it says, most of them yeah, have, have you, not been met. Have you heard of the Kyoto Accords that Trump said we're getting the fuck out of them? That that's exactly the convention in 2010. It was the Kyoto Convention in Japan where everyone agreed we're fucked. Well, we we had to signed make, into it, hadn't we? Yeah, but we never ratified it. Uh, and and basically everyone at that convention said we're totally fucked. We all need to make some incredibly drastic cuts to carbon emissions to try and save the earth because it is going to die. Uh, and, well, and also food sustainability. Um, their focus is on the quality of human life. For, so like food security, clean water. Like those should be simple things that are taken care of, but they're not. Yeah, and basically what the report says is if we don't have uh, actions already in place by 2030, uh, to try and allow some of our ecosystems to recover, we'll have a complete loss of biodiversity, um, which is, I mean. So in 2019, the UN warned that a, a, in total, a million of the world's 8 million species are currently facing extinction within decades. What? So. Elephants could be gone oh. from the wild within a generation. 600 plant species have already been wiped out in the past 250 years. So do they think that, I mean, so here we've got Trump that's like 
backing down from a lot of environmental things. Like they can't control these individual countries. Is there anything that they can do to force the issue? Well, you can't control the countries, but what well, you, that's what I'm saying. But, but what you can do is control yourself. And so, and we actually, we're going to talk to Carl a lot about that. You can control what you do. And the U.S. absolutely has the capability of doing that. If we set restrictions and standards that required people to do things, they would do them. Well, if, I'm not saying we, that though, but we have an administration that's not. But doing this that. is like worldwide. This isn't even yeah, just—it's global. But we America. can't. We can't control what South America does. Right. We right. can't control the fact that they're burning down and bulldozing the Amazon. Right. But if we begin setting examples, because the world looks to us, and if the world looks to us, and we say, "Fuck it, we don't care," we have non-industrialized nations are going to say that's the same what thing. the Trump administration has essentially said. Is what I'm trying to get say is like all of these things that he's putting in place to that it's, kind of screw up the the environment that have to be refixed let's like, be clear don't blame it all on trump no i know but he's blame it on it worse. rob bishop chris stewart mike lee all the motherfuckers that we have in congress right now well, and, uh, and not talking just us. like yeah more years but yeah it's your it's, parents, parents it's generations like... it's generations <laughs> but we're at a point where we can make changes in our own lives and we can try to get our, our leaders including voting out these people who still think that it's okay. Like when I talk to my boss about Pando and that it's, it's, it's dying and he's like, well, there's a life expectancy for trees. There's not. Have you fucking been to the redwoods in California? Yeah. That's why I'm, t- <laughs> uh, you know, I'm like, dude. Um, but so that's one of the biggest issues. So they talk a lot about in the study, the pollution, the plastics in the ocean, but the biggest thing that they think is, is a, is a killer cause for this. Um, they estimate uh, that humans have altered 75% of the earth's land and 60% of marine ecosystems since pre-industrial time. So in the last less than a hundred years, like really we're talking like 70 to 80 years in, in proper we have completely obliterated open ecosystems. Just think about that. That's bonkers. Three quarters of the landmass has been altered in some way. And basically the way, the way they put it was it's either been plowed for crops or, or plowed for concrete. That's wild. And it's kind of a bummer. So we're going to talk to our guest. It is our pleasure tonight to have uh, Carl Moore. I don't know why I always say tonight, by the way. Uh, cause, because it's, it's tonight time, but it could be morning. It's true. Uh, Cause they could listen to it five years from now. It could be 5 a.m. or 1 p.m. I don't know what time it is when people are listening to this. It's it could, tonight. it could be 1 a.m. Maybe there's a listener that just sits and waits for us, uh, to, drops. to drop the episode. And as soon as they see it pop up, they're like, oh, I'm getting it. It's like one in the morning. And this is when they normally, by the oh, way, we have listeners that were good enough to help donate stuff to help us get a new board that we're using tonight. Yep. Thanks to them again. Um, anyway, we are, we are joined, uh, this episode by Carl Moore, uh, which is not a very Native American sounding name. No, um, it's not. <laughs> we can talk about that if you want to. <laughs> we should. We um, will. But you yeah. are a very Native American gentleman. Uh, uh, and, uh, you are, are you one of the, the creators of Salt Lake City Air Protectors or SLC Air Protectors? Yes, sir. So I'm uh, the co-founder of that. It it actually started with uh, myself and Michael Kundick. Um, Michael Kundick came to me and, and with this concept of um, of uh, this air 
air protector concept uh, concept coming out of the water protector concept of Standing Rock. So we we actually put this uh, air protector um, committee together or uh, like a subgroup um, underneath Pandos. So I had been doing Pandos for a little bit and Michael did a, a benefit concert with us to raise uh, funds for Standing Rock. Uh, at Diabolical Records, and um, yeah, we started SLC Air Protectors. So Pandos came first. Yeah, Pandos was first, and Pandos happened also from... There we um, go. Pandos started... Oh, wow, that that does make sense. (laughs) (laughs) So Pandos did start um, out of uh, Standing Rock, just um, kind of taking that whole philosophy of um, everybody combining, um, joining forces uh, for the good of... I just got whacked in the with the, by a dog tail. Yeah. Dog's <laughs> Sorry. Like, the dog's like, I've eaten. Sorry. Now I need to talk to the guest. I just got, and now he's eating my leg. Oh no! I should probably back up here. <laughs> yeah. So Standing Rock happened, and uh, I uh, organized a, a march with a lot of people, and um, I got a lot of feedback about um, the way that. Uh, non-natives felt like they were included, that there was a safe space for them to be in. So, what, is, what does PANDOS stand for? So PANDOS is an acronym for Peaceful Advocates for Native Dialogue and Organizing Support. Um, and it basically says what we're about <laughs> in that. Um, if anybody's familiar with PANDO. I was going to ask that. Yeah. I was going to ask that because I brought it up with my boss and he was like, well, all trees have a lifespan. Dude. A lifespan. It's not even about so, lifespan. It's the largest organism on the planet. Yeah, right here in, in Utah, and I think that it's beautiful that it it it, it um it encapsulates what what we're about uh, as a group. You know that largest living organism that it's a, an aspen tree that's cloned itself. You know thousands and thousands of times. But you're not dying like and, that, uh, right? Oh heck no, no. Right. We're uh, well. I guess maybe we are as, <laughs> as a as a uh, as a race of, of people as as humanity. Um, but those trees are connected to Mother Earth just like us as human beings are connected to other Earth. So my philosophy is that we're all human beings. Um, not only us as human beings, you know, we're related to each other, but there's also the beings uh, of other, other life beings that, you know, have the same um, right to, to life um, that we do, you know, and I think we need to respect, you know, the, the birds and the animals and the, and the plants, you know, because they are all beings uh, and we need to start recognizing them as beings and, you know, included in as, as, you know, as, as worthy of life and, uh, and a happy life as we do. So can we, can we take a few step back, a few steps back? Sure. Um, I'm not going to ask about your conception cause that was last year's dig. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> where are you from? Did you grow up in Utah? Did you, did you grow up from elsewhere? Yeah. So, uh, I was born in Phoenix. I, I lived the first five years of my life on a reservation, uh, it's uh in uh Parker or Poston, Arizona. Um it's called Colorado River Indian Tribes. It's basically four tribes put into one reservation, which is uh interesting and it kinda shows what how the government felt about Native like, American people. It's kinda like wow. what they do in Israel. Um so uh because we have so we have the Navajo or Diné tribe um and the Hopi tribe and they are historical um like warring enemies, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and then you also have the Mojave people and the Chimawavi people who are also, um, historical enemies. So nice. you have like two enemies and two enemies, you know, all coming <laughs> together. Um, and, and I would like to point out that is historical. Um, uh, obviously we don't have to be enemies now, but, um, 
you know that just proves um, we can all be friends people we should be we we really should be um i think that we all have a uh ethno we're all ethnocentric you know and and um we all believe ourselves and our culture to be the standard and i think that that's something that everybody needs to get away from anyway so when i was five my parents um decided to go to byu and so we moved up to Orem, Utah, and I grew up in Orem. So I'm an Oremite, a uh, Utah Countyite. Um, used to be an LDSite. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that that was. Jeremy's used to be an LDSite. That's your, my uh, background. Your parents moved to Utah to go to BYU, and you were LDS. Yeah. That's so weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't Sarcasm. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think that's how a lot of brown people ended up in um, <laughs> in Utah County. Actually, I mean, I'm I'm being s- so serious. I think you know the the pull the draw from Brigham Young University to pull in these um, quote Lamanites in there, you know, and then they end up staying. You know, that's why we have a lot of Polynesians, mm-hmm. um, indigenous people, um, because of the scholarships that they provided, and you know, Lamanite generation. Well, which is now um, not Lamanite generation. Um, now it's living uh, living legends. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, so how, uh, I, I'm kind of curious to go back to your Native American heritage. Uh, yeah. so, you know, growing up with that as part of your life, cause I assume your, your parents are Native American as well, right? I mean, <laughs> um, nope. so I mean, you could, you, I mean, you could be a foster they're kid, both right? White. Like, no. But, so, no, I, I mean, this is, this is a very good point because, um, I think that, uh, everyone should recognize that culture is, is isn't does has doesn't have anything to do with ethnicity i mean it, it's a big influence i think if if everyone is that ethnicity but culture is just something that that is and so i definitely grew up uh in the lds culture and i that was my culture primarily i i thought of myself as lamanite first um you know and then you know it goes out from there so i didn't really grow up um well i would say like in a in a traditional quote, uh, Native American way, um, I grew up uh, as as LDS. Um, there was something else that you said that, that I can't remember. What, what else did you say? Because it really sparked my. Were your parents? Well, my parents? Yeah, I mean your parents are Native oh. American. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, my father is all Hopi. So Hopis are down Arizona desert mm-hmm. farmers on the on the mesas, and um, his family uh, actually comes from the. The longest continuously inhabited, uh, village or, you know, um, settlement in, in the United States of Oribe. So wow. that's old Oribe. So that's where my, my father's from. Um, uh, Monkopi, um, Hot Villa, those, the uh, third Mesa down there. Uh, my mother's mother is English, Irish, and German. And she, um, uh, she met my, my, my grandmother. She met her, husband in Missouri when he was uh in the uh the army air force or the army air corps uh and he is half uh, Mexican from Sonora and half Chimawavi. So yeah, so I mean <laughs> when it comes to my black background or my my the blood that that's in me, I'm definitely um mixed. Um but so, I, but I try to I try to represent humanity as a whole, definitely. But I guess the thing that comes out most is indigenous. So growing up in an LDS household mm-hmm. uh, with with Native American parents, um, did they keep a lot of that Native American um, history and, and richness as part of your life growing up, or was it just like, no, we're we're LDS? No, no, that no, they they didn't. Um, in fact, uh, I know that my father's father or father's parents. Um, 
um, unfortunately, um, for the cultural aspect of it, they kind of, they frowned upon that and they said, no, we're LDS. We're going full blast, you know, full into it. I mean, uh, so they, they discouraged the, the ceremonial part of it, which is unfortunately, I mean, my, my perspective about, um, the sacred and the divine and our connection to the divine, you know, my, my understanding is that it transcends religion, culture. I mean, I think that, that the divine, um, in, in the divine sacred ability to talk to each and every one of us individually, you know, transcends all that stuff. But it, so it's unfortunate. Um, so I, de- I grew up, um, LDS, uh, didn't do ceremonies. Um, and that, that happened for both my dad and my mother's side. Mm. Well, that's, I know it doesn't exactly compare, but my great grandfather came over from Italy. And when he came to America, he said, we're Americans now. We're not Italians. We don't speak Italian in the house. Yeah. We don't have anything to do with the old world. So from my, my grandfather remembers a little bit of it, but it was all completely lost on my father and I know nothing of it. So it is sad. It's sad that that decision is made it's, that nope, we're, we're, we're new people. We're not going to have anything to do with the past. It is sad. And, and this goes back to my name, Carl Moore. You know, that, that, the, both of those names come from boarding schools. So that, you know, that the time when the, the United States government was trying to, um, quote, um, kill the Indian, save the man. And then that was what Colonel Pratt that, you know, who started this whole concept of boarding schools and even military general, you know, he ran it military style and, and, um, the, the goal was to get the, the, the quote pagan, um, the, 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 the paganism out of these Native American people and civilize them and turn them into, um, you know, Christian farmers or Christian seamstresses, you know, uh, and it's very, um, set in, you know, gender roles and, and these people do this and, and, uh, quote, civilizing us. So, um, that, the, the, the name of the person that went to boarding school, his name was, um, Talawaitiwa. And, uh, that means the, that's the horizon line. Um, and that is when, you know, that's when all wisdom is available. So when you, when you're praying, when you see that, that horizon line, when the sun comes up, um, that's, that's when the answers of prayers happen. So that it comes, uh, so from that name, Talawaitiwa, to more, um, it's, it does a lot of damage and a lot of violence that, that a lot of people didn't understand and, um, or did understand, but they just let it happen because that, that was the point, right? Is to, right. to, to kill the culture and to make everybody, um, uh, Christian. So it's unfortunate that you go from where your name really means something. something. Right. Like it was more. given to you, <laughs> you know, some parts of it handed down, but some parts of it earned for something that happens in your life. So it's, it's this hugely meaningful thing because like all of us, our names, whether they're common or not, are our individual identifier. And so now you get this really cool, like sun name down to like this generic pebble, like dust spec name. Yeah. It's unfortunate. And, and so I'm a junior. So my father's name is the same as mine. And, and so, um, you know, and I, I have this, um, a sense of responsibility to, you know, make my father proud. Um, but at the same time, I'd like to, you know, change my name, you know, maybe a clan name, you know, um, Honani, which is Badger and, you know, the keepers of the medicine and, or a Hoyeva, which was the name that I was given, um, by one of my aunts. Um, and that means an arrow that's coming down, um, it's from in the Reed clan. 
So that that uh, Indian school in Brigham City, yeah, that was just tore down recently. Well, a few years ago, Intermountain Indian School. Yeah, was that one that your family? My family, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, I have a. Uh, her name is. Um, well, I think Phyllis and Eva both went to that school. Uh, my 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 father's sisters, uh, they went there. They were on the Indian. Um, actually, sorry. I don't think that they went to that school. Sorry, they went to Brigham City, oh. but they but they were part of the Indian Education Placement Program. But not that. You know the school I'm talking about. Yeah, right? I definitely do. <laughs> I definitely do. Uh, and that was one of the la- that was the last one I think that was even in operation. That was in operation. There are still Indian schools, though. I mean, you have like Carlisle, um, and and some of those, but um, they're they're not set up the way that they were they're not the same like yeah destroy destroy, yeah yeah so growing up lds now uh, as an adult you you are participating in um in powwows in the spiritual part of it how old were you when you're like you know what i need to go back to my roots uh this is you know this is interesting because uh when it comes to roots uh all right. For one, one is powwows. Um, I was always in the powwow scene. So powwow is ceremonial, but it's, um, it's light. Um, it's not, it's not heavy. Um, so I actually came out of Mormonism and I am currently and still, I, I'm a born again Christian. So I, so when you say go back to your roots, I mean, you probably wouldn't <laughs> expect that, right? Um, but, you know, when it comes to ceremony and, and doing things in the indigenous, Hopi way, indigenous way, um, like I said, I, I see the value and, and that, that God or the creator is so much bigger than these religions and culture. Um, you know, if people really thought about it, you know, that, that they claim that, you know, we're all, um, children of God or all God's creations, then, then wouldn't it make sense that that, that same God or the entity would be able to communicate with all of those, you know, and, and not limit it to a specific culture or religion. And I think that that's what, that, that's really damaging. I mean, it, it, it goes beyond religion, but it also, it, it's like culture. It's like, again, it's, we always think of ourselves as a standard. And whatever, however we do it is the way that it's supposed to be done. And we have to get out of that in religion, out of culture, um, out of everything, because that's where discrimination happens. That's where prejudice happens. That's where racism happens is, is through all that. Come on, you, you know, space Jesus is the best Jesus. So. <laughs> What's that? Space Jesus is the best Jesus. I don't know space Jesus. You do know the one in Temple Square. Oh, space space Jesus. Jesus. Ha- I do. Jesus. I have a lot of, uh, I have pictures. Yeah. Definitely in front of that. I remember that. Selfies with space Jesus. Yeah. Well, no, this was back before this, selfies. This is, this is like the, so, the cardboard cameras with the little clicks. So those like, are awesome. So, 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 disposable cameras. so to back up just a little bit more. Yeah, so you, let's back up. So you leave home. What's, did you go to college? What was kind of your next oh, step after okay. you? Yeah. So I actually, um, I got married when I was 18. I think it was almost 19. Um, and my wife was 16. Uh, and really embracing that LDS culture. Uh, well, okay. Yes and no. <laughs> so we're, we're going to say, we'll, we'll say that we embrace the LDS culture because we had seven children. Um, oh. but I, I got her pregnant and then we got married when she was four months due, uh, four months pregnant. Anyway, um, so, 
Uh, yeah, yes and no, right? <laughs> um, I did, and this is good because I didn't understand, you know, because this is, we, t- we follow culture. We don't know anything else. You know, right. we know what we've been told and we believe what we've been told and there's no reason to not believe what we've been told until you, you're, you're faced with something, right? But when it came to having children, yeah, I, I thought, hey, I, we need to get all these kids down here, you know, and, but little did I know what it, the effect that it would have on the children themselves, you know, I mean, you have all of these kids, um, that don't have the amount of attention that they should be getting from their parents, you know? Um, and, uh, also, I mean, just life. I mean, we're in Utah, you know, I, I we could talk about so many things about like the environmental damage that people are doing to Utah. We live in like the driest state, like second driest or driest state. And we all have grass yards, Yep. you know? And, and we don't. And they're super green. Yeah. And, 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 these the are the, and, and the problem is, is, is that you don't want to be that person that doesn't have the yard because oh, then everyone are. hates you, right? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm that person with the brown ass yard <laughs> all summer. So, um, anyway, I don't know what, what I was talking about. <laughs> kids, the impact Transition. of kids. Okay, so, yeah. so, how, how old, how old are your kids now? I mean, oh, seven wow. kids. Yeah, they, seven kids and two, span, two grandkids. So, like I have a, a 25 year old, 25 year old, uh, to 13. Oh, okay. So that's not a that's not a huge. I'm thinking like I have a you, five year old granddaughter. Like you think that though 20, until twenty five year old to but like three year old. You think that though until be. you're in it. Because I think if it's 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 weird to have a graduating kid and a kid still in school. That's only two. Yeah, but they're both in college. What <laughs> but, I'm talking but like, is like Jeremy's got so, uh, like two <laughs> college kids and then like a, a like a little boy. I mean, he's still a little boy. So like, you think about it till you're like in the middle of it and you're like. Yeah, this but weird. but twenty five to thirteen is not horrible. Twenty, I'm thinking like I was thinking no. like twenty five to like four or five. Like that's a no, massive difference. No, no, no. Um, and in fact, my son just uh, graduated from infantry school. Oh wow! Um, the United States Army, and he's now he's um, going into he's doing the Q course uh, to be a Green Beret. Wow! So, um, and my father was a Green Beret. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot that goes into like me because <laughs> uh, my father was in Vietnam, a Marine. Came here and joined the 19th Special Forces and National Guard here. Um, so I grew up with a, a military father, you know, and which kind of, again, taught me how to be a father, which uh, unfortunately wasn't a good way to be a father. Um, a lot of ang- Mor- anger. Mormon and, military dad. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you have a, a patriarchal, you know, um, this God complex, you know. Uh, two two ways of having God complexes. I'm One, I was a man, no and two, um, just like everything was black and white. Do this, do this, do this. But I, I love my dad. He's he's an awesome guy. And that's why you're going to be at the women's march in a couple of weeks. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's why I do a lot of things that I do. You know, it's trying to not not that I I don't feel like I have to, but just to try and you know correct some of the things that I've I used to to teach or or emphasize or or glorify or whatever, which is p- patriarchy or um. So there's nothing wrong with patriarchy in and of itself, just like there's nothing wrong with the matriarchy. It's just, it's that, you know, a, a lot of cliche things, but, um, it's the toxicness of it. It's, it's when it's overpowering and, and overburdening. Um, so yeah, fighting against that, you know, and, and if somebody wants to be, um, LDS, uh, then, then fine, but they really need to, reconcile what that does you know when you have this leadership of a of a male only real leadership um white leadership um that's saying things and dictating what you do and don't do and um there's a lot of negativity yeah and then the women's march yeah i I think that um 
I I owe it to um, women, you know, and to my my ex wife, you know, to who I put her through hell because I was a little god you can swear. asshole, okay. you know. <laughs> yeah, you can swear. <laughs> so <laughs> so so, how did you transition? From all of well, that. Well, hold on. I have a really simple question okay. first. All Out right. of your seven kids, how many are boys and how many are girls? Oh, I have uh, four boys and three three girls. <laughs> that's that's so right simple now. math, but you're confused. No, no. I just, no, this is bad. That's what is happens that, when you I have right? seven kids. <laughs> all right. No, there, there was this one time I was on So You Think You Can Dance, and I was talking about my kids, and they kept breaking with me trying to remember my kids' names, but I was just trying to make it smooth. And they kept mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, it's okay. Just, just do it again. Just do it again. We'll cut it out. We'll cut it out." Wait, you were you were on "So You Think You Can Dance"? Uh, I I tried out for "So You Think You Can Dance." I was doing a hoop dance there. I I didn't make it on. I didn't. I didn't make it on because um because you couldn't remember how many kids you had. No, because my boys. I mean, my my song was a was was it was a cut. It was a looped um song, and so for copyright reasons, they couldn't they couldn't put me on. But they did put me on. Before every single commercial break, me trying to remember my kids' names. <laughs> I'm going to tell you my kids' names. You can just sit there now. What's Dad. that? <laughs> There's Alana, Cedric, Kai, and then I'd say, "Oh no, no, wait!" And then, and so every time, yeah, I'd had an, add another one on it on my kids. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> anyway, sorry. What was the question? So, so my question is, how <laughs> did you right. transition from that life to the oh, life? Being, you what was your now? first right. like activist? Like, oh, this okay. is it. Okay, yeah, I forgot that was that was the thing. Uh, so anyway, I went into construction though. So I was a contractor uh, for a long time until 2008. Uh, then that business uh, went away. Jeremy knows he's an architect. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, something everything happened just in 2008. I'm not everything sure. dropped. Uh, right. And and so um, because I belong to the reservation that I belong to, the Colorado River Indian Tribes, they actually pay um, for its members to go to college, and not only pay. The college tuition, but also pay to like supplement life. Oh, that's nice. So I did. I went to uh, UVU. It's a small thing we can do, considering we first off <laughs> wiped out an entire so, country full of but, people. But the interesting and then thing stuck them in little postage <laughs> stamp size. Okay, but for let, my heritage let, personally, I did not do that since my heritage but, is here. The, let, let me let me just because that might you might be actually fitting into something that's false a, a false thing. <laughs> um, so the actual the money that I get from my tribe actually is from my tribe making money. Well, yeah, so, I, I, yeah, because yeah, the government doesn't give you that. No, it, it, my <laughs> my tribe makes money and pays me to do it. So anyway, so I went to UVU, uh, went for political science um, and and a minor in uh, American Indian Studies. Um, oh, that's and, very cool. And that was really good. Yeah, it was. I I think that everyone needs to. Um, take certain courses you know whether they go to college or not which would be like like an ethics and values a race and minority relations you know sociology classes um uh also political science i, I see so many ignorant things on facebook ah it just bugs me like don't people... worry i have a great question <laughs> okay. for you coming up about that anyway, <laughs> um uh, yeah so uh anyway went to went went to uvu um, and, and then at, when it comes to activism, it, I've always been uh, a promoter of, of life and culture or people and their connectivity. I was, I started dancing. I did, started doing hoop dance when I was 10 years old. I'm 43 now. So I, the same I, age. I, I've always been, um, dancing, trying to like, um, dispel the, the bad stereotypes, the negative stereotypes of indigenous people, you know, the drunk Indian or, or whatever, you know. Um, and I want to show the value. So I, I did a lot of dancing and promoting of, of life. Um, but when the Standing Rock happened, 
um, you, uh, Standing Rock was a big thing on, on Facebook, um, and which is a, re- I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I tapped into that at that point. Uh, so Standing Rock happened and, uh, I was watching it for a few weeks or, and, and then finally I, I saw this one post about the, the crow people. So the crows were coming into that camp and, and that really, um, made me realize what was really happening there. And I don't, for people that don't know, the, the Crow people and the Lakota people are enemies. Yeah. So the Lakota people were the ones that were fighting against Custer and, and the Crow people were the scouts for Custer. Mm-hmm. So the, the Crow were, were helping the United States military out to go find, you know, other indigenous people. So when, when you have enemies that are coming in, you know, to show their support, you know, for the water, for the sacred, that, that's, that's huge. And, and so that turned me, um, to, uh, it gave me the motivation, oh, let's do something and, and started this, uh, this march. And there was a lot of people that came and I want to take that vibe of, of different people, different cultures coming together for one cause, you know, and, and the cause, oh, I still stick with this and, and it's big in our, in Pandos is defend the sacred. Um, again, you know, I think that everyone's sacred needs to be valued or, or at least understood or respected. Obviously, it doesn't have to be followed, but it has to be respected um, because that's their that's their prerogative. That's their their right. And if anybody's sacred should be respected here in the United States of America or Turtle Island, it should be Indigenous peoples um, because this is our place. Where we uh, people don't realize that that us as Indigenous people were given dim- divine mandates by the Creator or by the divine to take care of this place. So when you have other groups of people that are coming in and inserting themselves and inserting their values, inserting their social system, inserting political system, inserting their, their environmental ethics onto us, um, they're actually, they're going beyond their place. Um, and, and it's a, it's a violation of the sacred. And so, yeah, anyway, defending the sacred is, is, uh, what we're really big about. As How many years people. is that? Has that been now? I think it's about four and a half, four years. Yeah, yeah, four and a half years. And guess what? The pipeline's there. Yeah, and it's already broke. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Almost like it was. It was only a couple months after it was there that it broke. Yeah, and, and in fact, that was uh, President Trump's first um, first executive order was let that go through without you know the environmental impact mm-hmm. statement. You know which he's done at Bearsers also. Yeah. You know lifts his environmental impact statement impact um, evaluations. It's just, it's horrible. It, it's, it's despicable, you know. And anyway, we could talk about him and he, he, <laughs> he represents, doesn't care. He's he, old. He, if the earth dies, well, he, he'll already be Let me be just dead. say this is that, and this is the bad, there's, there's two things about Donald Trump is one is he, he exemplifies or he is the persona of the ugly, all the ugliness that is the United States culture. And that's what he does. And that's who he is. Um, the good thing about his, um, election was it, it, it solidified a lot of other groups that, that came together to, to fight, you know, against what he is doing. That's the one thing that we've discussed is the, the only good that came out of it. Yeah. Where all of these people who'd sat quiet for so long finally got up. And started saying something. Unfortunately, but he emboldened a lot of other. That's people. That's what yeah. I was yeah. literally. <laughs> I was thinking, he yeah. like gave power to yeah. people who were hiding in the dark because they were condemned for so long, and now they just come out and, and they have their voice. Well, I mean, he he gave know. he gave power, you know, in a 
in an indirect sense to those, but he gave real power to people like Ryan Zinke and, um, what the hell's the name of the guy that's the head of the FCC now? The FCC, the guy that's the head of the FCC was a corporate attorney for Verizon that sued the FCC for like the 10 <laughs> previous years to try and repeal a bunch of shit. Yeah. Trump gets in office and puts him in charge of the FCC and immediately starts dismantling things in the FCC. He puts Zinke in charge. He's an oil man. By the way, Zinke has no fucking business being in charge of the EPA or the Department of the <laughs> Interior because the motherfucker is an oil guy. No, it's it's the it's the fox it's the fox in the hen house. Yes, all of these and, foxes and all of them, in the all hen of house. those yeah. all of those cabinet members, they're all people that have no business. Well, it's like being... the what's her flipping the education that doesn't believe in education. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> Betsy DeVos. <sighs> well, and she's an idiot. I don't believe she's been educated before. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of sad things going on in the world. So I, I'm curious what you think. Um, you know, I'm just going to stick on Trump for a little bit longer, All right. then we'll get off of him. Because you you do say defend the sacred, and and you talked a lot about cultural significance. What do you think about what he was saying about you know targeting cultural sites in Iran uh, if it came to it? Well, <laughs> I don't know. What, I mean, it's pretty obvious. I I think that it's despicable, but. He's a despicable person, and despicable things come out of his mouth, and his heart is so ugly. Um, I just think that it, but again, this is, there are people that are, that are, um, emboldening that, like, um, yeah, let's do it, let's do it. You know, it's like the stupid songs that came out after 9-11, you know, I'll put my boot in your ass, you know, America put my, put a boot in your ass, or whatever. It's like, we're just a bunch of, like, we thugs. can't, we we're can't thugs. be assholes. Yeah. We really can't be assholes. We need to start being respectful because if we can't be respectful, then nobody's going to respect us, you know? And it, that's the thing. Like, I see these memes or whatever that are saying, you know, um, um, Iran doesn't, they want Trump. They don't want us. Well, I, 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 I'm pretty sure that, you know, we, Trump represents us, and so I think he does want all of us. He represents a large portion of us, that's for sure. Yeah, well, well and even if he doesn't like represent it or those not, who, right? Like, like he it or still not, represents- he represents us, and and we're we're basically the laughing stock of the world. Yep. You know, I go, you know, where I where I travel, I go, you know, I visit people, and they're always like, "What is up with that?" You know, <laughs> do you like lie? in London? Are you like, I'm Canadian. In London, in, no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it, you know, I, yeah, I, I've I'm a, recently I'm a, been to. I'm a first nationer. <laughs> um, I'm from Mexico. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, well, that and think about this is it's it's sad that you know that I have to be ashamed of some a place that where my people's roots are, which is another concept you know about uh, Trump and this border wall and the whole <sighs> immigration issue when he's an immigrant himself and, yeah. so and is he his has wife. no he has no right to say who comes in and comes out of a country that's not even historically his it's a you know, country I, built on immigration after we slaughtered a bunch of Native Americans <laughs> so I'm just saying <laughs> I'm not gonna let that fall well, by the way he also wants side. to build a, a fence in Colorado because he doesn't even know where it is so whatever anyway let's anyway. get out, let's get off All right. the yeah, so, so no, oh, Jess yeah. has some good questions Jess give me some questions I do well <laughs> I I think we should well first I think we should talk about solid like, air protectors before right. I get to my question cool. because yeah because we've talked about pandos how do, so you talked a little bit about how solid like, it's SLC air protectors yep. is that the official yep. um yep. got started what what is your purpose there's a lot to do in Utah regarding our air how do you start how do you start okay so first um, we start um, by 
holding ourselves accountable. It's like personal accountability, reducing carbon footprint wherever we can, reduce, you know, just doing what we can, baby steps, you know, just take the steps, whatever that is, uh, fewer trips. Um, we are big promoters on um, gardening. We're big promoters on um, tree planting, um, food sovereignty. You know, if we can, if we can have um, gardens, you know, community gardens where we live, and then we don't have to go to the grocery store. Then we don't have to, you know, make the trucks move. And we don't have to grow the beef, you know, where it's taking up the water and all that stuff, you know. Like, if we can be um, uh, ethical in the way that we produce our food, um, then that that could make a big difference. And right now we're fighting against the inland port, mm. which um, which is a violation of, um, again, Everything. it's like beings' rights, you know, the, the birds' beings' rights, <clears throat> um, indigenous rights, where it's indigenous land. Um, and we're, we're, you know, so a few people are making decisions for, uh, masses. Um, well, and, and not just masses today, but generations to come. Oh, abs- absolutely. Uh, that, but when it comes to money and when it comes to greed and the people that make money and they have to make more money on top of that money, um, they don't, they don't have their, their concept of, um, of responsibility to people. It, it just goes. It's it's not there anymore, unfortunately. So um, us as air protectors, we're, we, uh, Michael Kundick, you know, he likes to say we're solutionist. You know, uh, we're we're not out there to like cry about things or just to be violent. <laughs> we're out there to uh, make a positive difference. Um, one of the positive things that we do, um, uh, on top of planting trees, we we partner with a comp- uh, with a uh, 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 nonprofit called uh, Relief Utah. Um, and we also partner with, um, the, uh, the permaculture, uh, collective, uh, they, they help people, uh, do community gardens. Um, we've raised money to help sponsor, you know, money for them to start the gardens. Um, we also do, um, during legislation, we go, we, we lobby, we get educated on, uh, you know, all of the bills that, that have, that are concern the air, which isn't just air, but it's also, like I said, it's, it's also environmental things. It's like infrastructure. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot of things. So we're, we're just trying to make a, a positive difference, but. Um, just like Pandos, SLCR Protectors is built on indigenous values, indigenous leadership, uh, and we start our, our, all of our functions in indigenous prayer. Again, we, we think that if any prayer is going to be spoken or, or heard, it's going to be an indigenous prayer. Um, and I, you know, and I'm honor, honored, you know, to be, you know, saying those prayers, singing those songs. And again, this is going to go back to like people's question. Well, what's this Christian doing singing these songs? <laughs> um, well, I, like I said, um, you know, the creator is bigger than all of that. And then, and, and I can communicate and I can, uh, worship the creator in, in so many different ways. And I'm not, I can't be limited by anything. And, um, anyway, so awesome. I now have to get in my tough question. Uh, uh, I mean, you, you don't have to. No, I think it's, I, <laughs> I, well, I don't know how to like step around this because you, you wear your heart on your sleeve on, on Facebook. Yeah, on, on... you're gonna talk about me getting yelled at. <laughs> about yeah, I am. <laughs> All right, going let's do to. it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> because I wanted to jump in so many times. I was like, "This is your battle. You have to like fight this." Um, yeah, yeah. You every post that you make, you just wear your heart on your sleeve, and it's all very like educational and very empathetic. How do you? I mean, 
it hurts. Like when people attack, it hurts mm-hmm. watching that. Yeah. And knowing who you are. Oh, yeah. It hurts me too. How, okay. That, I, I guess that's my question is how do you <laughs> mentally just like block that and have you want every single person that has ever attacked you, you want to have a conversation with, which I love. Yeah. Well, so. Wh- that was really a long question. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's, let's just say, you know, what this, the last current issue was you, okay. you you say it you 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 set it up um i actually don't know how it started okay. i just saw <laughs> that you know you had made this wonderful post and this gentleman just attacked you and it was was he really every, a gentleman no he wasn't a gentleman a actually he was a troll but well, every comment you kept saying something and he'd be like no you need to i don't know where it started okay. that's that's well, the thing i didn't see what? the original post yeah let's let's just talk about like trolls and whatever yes, so let's th- talk about trolls. so this person um he's a fellow activist so this is the problem is that that we have all of these activists that that they get so focused into their 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 fight right and then they they start ignoring other people's fights and they stop start stepping on other people's toes and and crippling people um and um that's not really where i was going sorry uh so basically true. what I said, what, what my first comment was, it was basically saying, you know, the F the police is a juvenile statement. Right, 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 right. And I despise in regards, it. In regards to what was happening down at Washington. Well, well that, so and... that's the problem. That's the thing is I wasn't really talking about that specifically. Just a general. I'm just talking in general. Like nobody should say F the police because um, I, I think that there's some restraint that people need to have. And I understand that some people want to say that and get it out. And that's fine. But, but saying F the police is stereotyping people. That's that. I mean, it, you're, you're putting a stereotype and, and saying that all police are bad or whatever. And, and they're the, and they're the, um, they're the tool of the state or whatever. I, and I understand that. But I mean, let, let's start treating people like people. And if we're trying to convince, see, my, my purpose, um, is education. And, and I want to, and I want people to be able to understand my side and sympathize with my side. And, and really, so if I say something, I want people to say, Oh, or think, wow, if he's saying this, maybe I should listen because he really thinks about things. I really, I really, in my I mind, agree with that. <laughs> I, I think about what I'm saying and I think about what I'm doing because it's a strategy. Um, and so I don't want to polarize people because people get polarized. They see comments and they'll push it way over there or way over there. And, um, when, when people say F the police, then the dialogue is gone, which is a really good point because he didn't want to have any dialogue. No, he didn't. I not. just wanted to talk. He's like bullshit. You he know, wanted just, to bring up old yeah. battles. I don't know. And, and these, <laughs> and these, and these battle and the battles was, is he, he didn't understand the context of what I was saying. And it takes a conversation. It really does. Like a lot of these things takes a real long conversation to understand the whole background uh, behind why I say what I say. But you're also brave enough to say, hey, let's talk about this. And most people won't do that. It's either my way or the highway. Exactly. And that that's what it needs to be is a dialogue. Uh and I wish that it was, you know, because that's what I we agree. need to be as a, as a whole, as a society. People need to talk to each other um, and understand each other. Um, you don't have to agree with each other. But and, and obviously, I think that what I'm saying is right, because I've really thought about these things. But I could be wrong. I was wrong. I've been wrong about a lot of things. I was wrong about Mormonism. You know, when it, when you think about it, like it, if I'm going to it. 
people should just be able to change. By new information coming in, they should be able to change. And well, I've changed and accept my view. It and say, oh, yeah, look. I've, ch- I've changed my view on uh, mascots, on Indians hats. I used to wear an Indian hat, and I didn't understand what that was doing. You know, I didn't understand how it devalues us as Indian people. But I also people. think we live in a culture where people don't allow other people to change either. Like there's yeah. very much you were a once shame. this and now you're you always have to be that. that. Yeah, so when you're watching like presidential debates, they talk about flip flopping. Well, I would want I someone so. who gets more information to change their views or yeah. change their position. Yeah, Definitely. and I think people are afraid to do that, and it's it's become a more divided country in the last few years. Um, I hate to say it, but I've I've heard a few people say, "I wonder what your opinion of this is." That because we finally did elect a black president, there are so many people that we're in horror of that, that our country kind of threw a little temper tantrum and they like tried to find the, the opposite of that. And, and I think the opposite of that was ended up being Trump. Like it was, well, we can't elect a black man and then a woman for God's sake. I mean, uh, it, it was, me. it was like the, it was like this weird white person revolt of well, what did we allow to have happen? Don't and say white person it was white male. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> but, but, it's it it does and i find myself doing this where i see that somebody has posted something and i just have these visceral gut reactions to the point where i just don't respond to anything because i never know how my response is going to sound to them even if i feel like i'm being calm and maybe logical like things don't come across when you're typing and you're writing always it doesn't so when you say conversation i feel like People don't talk. They don't speak to each other. Like we're like we're here. Yeah. Like I can see your face. Yeah. And if you were to say something sarcastically, I can well, read your face. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Well, but you if you type that same thing, yeah, you yeah. can't. You don't get any emotion in a text. You do too. I use a winky face emoji <laughs> all the time. So it's hard it, with texts with with and that so, form of communication. And and it starts to get further and further away. And and now, like if you look at like polling results and stuff from a long time ago you see you know mixes of of all of the different political parties and i'm sure that you can look it up for anything crossing lines and now you look at it and it's you vote my party line and or oh, if you yeah. don't you're not it like like if so, you're not native american and you don't you're not a native american all the time maybe you're not i mean so, do you ever get that too because you're born again christian and you're not like do you ever get the opposite where people have just they've recoiled back into themselves in almost a defensive stance and they're afraid to come out do you ever get that (laughs) sorry do i ever get what like (laughs) like other native american people who are maybe maybe still on the reservation or something who are like you're not native american what are you talking about you don't get to talk for yes Oh, that's a very, very good point. Right? So one is I don't talk for Native Americans. I don't. But uh, they probably think you they do. They think I do. Right. And, but I, but I don't. And, and when I do things here in Utah, I use, I, I'd like to say, you know, I'm a visitor just like everybody else is a visitor unless they're you, Paiute, Goshute, you know? Like I have the same responsibility to everyone else is I put myself in that same position. That's what, um, you know, when I say the things that I say, um, to my non-Native friends or whatever, it's like, hey, I'm in your, the same boat. I have a responsibility to the people that were here, you know. Well, <laughs> you know, if, if I was, if, if I was, passionate. if I was in Hopi, um, then I would follow the Hopi leadership. This is, you know, so people will like to say, well, you're in America, you do things the American way. You're in America, now you speak English. Well, um, well, 
English isn't there's a so much language. yeah there's so much weirdness <laughs> about that like if you are if you if you are in England like people will like to say well if you're Mexican and you come over the border you need to do you need to be American um they want that they want it to be that way but they don't want to follow the same rules the same train of logic you know is what they did was uh, they violated us you know and then we could talk about the constitution and the invalid invalid <laughs> valid, valid nature of that but anyway um so but when it comes to uh yeah i mean we'll we'll always have people that criticize so i'm not native enough or i'm not, or i'm too native or, or whatever or i'm a city native and i'm not you know i just have to um I guess just, just take it. But, but when it comes to like me as I, I can't understand why any Native American would vote for Trump. But, um, when it comes to the voting for Trump or whatever, I, I believe that, that Trump, that an, an indigenous person has the, the right to vote for Trump. And that's their prerogative. And, and, and so I'm not going to criticize them. It's just like the Ute people have the prerogative or to have, um, oil. You know, or to do what they do on their land because it's their land. I, I, I have no say in, I, I believe in sovereignty. So I'm not going to criticize the Ute people for, for doing that. Um, and, and anyway, I just, I think that people need to really be cognizant of what they're, what they expect people to do for themselves, but they, um, don't allow other people. Right. It's, it's, it all goes back. It's funny because my, my buddy John sent us some verse out of the, Book of Mormon, yep. I think, at some point. And it's the same thing as has been said. It's exactly what you just said. It's It all comes back to the golden rule, essentially, which is you treat people the way you want to be treated. Yeah, and, if if they're people. So this is a problem that if we go back, then then brown people weren't people, right? And if you're like, like social Darwinism, you know, this whole concept of like people that have evolved or whatever, well, if that's the case and, and the brown people, black people haven't evolved that much. Well, then we're not really people. So that's what gave them the right to yeah, violate that's a, us. That's a fallacy in logic. It, it, because it is. We're always people. Because if I, if you pull off your skin and you pull off, I mean, it, underneath. Then you're a serial killer. Well, yeah. I mean, you, <laughs> that, this is what I'm saying is, is we're all, we're all human beings. There's, yeah, there's one right. race, the human race. And if you were to look at the, the medicine wheel, this is what I like to, you know, I talk about the medicine wheel is, you know, it has the four different directions, but not just the directions, but it's the color, it's the people, not color, but it's the people groups. And we all come together, you know, at the center, you know, uh, for the Hopi people, the Hopi say that, as human beings, we all came from the same place, but we just went out different different places, and which is actually the the swastika is the symbol for our migration route. Right, let's hope. Um, and and but the Hopis came back to the original place, which was the you know the Grand Canyon, the, right there. But but we're all related, you know. And again, I want to emphasize, you know, it's not just us as human beings, but it's the animals and the plants, it's the earth, you know, all of these beings that we're in relationship with that we have this. Um, anthropocentric idea you know that's built into us um that we're the we're it you know like we're we're the ones to have dominion over everything right which is crazy because i think dolphins are smarter than we are and i'm pretty <laughs> sure octopus they, they're pretty much proving now that octopi have sentience uh so so maybe we maybe we're not the only them. ones that can think for ourselves we just happen to have the right kind of hands to make tools so, <laughs> I think the important thing is don't read the comments. That would solve a lot of problems. Yeah, but he likes reading the just comments. Just don't read the comments. Oh, I, you know, I, I don't respond to a, <laughs> a, a lot of things just because I, I'll let people vent. I'll let people say what they want to say. That's that's but, fine. But 
I think know? social discourse is important, and I, I think the struggle is, like you guys were saying, no one comes to a conversation <laughs> with an open mind anymore, it seems like, yep. these days. It doesn't matter what your view is. If you can't come with an open enough mind to hear what the other person has to say and try to understand what they have to say from, from their perspective, regardless of what you think, you're never going to have a possibility of changing your opinion because you can't, you're not even listening or, to them. Or even changing theirs. I mean, if you think about it in the other way, too, if you come with a, a closed, a mind so closed, you're not willing to listen to where someone's coming from, you're never going to reach them back so oh no yeah yeah you have to have the base to right. get start off of so if you want to if you if you have this something that you're passionate about like you do and you want to change other people's minds i'm sure you've learned um you have to go and listen to them because if you don't know where they come from you don't know what their their basis of thought is you don't know how to reach them if you just go and you're you know trying to pound it in like one plus one is two to everybody that's that's not going to make it this isn't this isn't as definitive as one plus one is two. And so you have to reach them through their souls, not through their minds. Like- I, I, I agree. And, and this is what I've, I've had this. So one is I, I do admit that I don't know everything, but I did come from Utah County. <laughs> I did, you know, I did come from conservative, wait, wait, the, just the heart of conservative. Away. I actually so, think that's, that's how I know you know everything. <laughs> so, so I, you know, I, and I know, you know, I can't really say, well, I know what you're thinking, but I used to think like they thought, you know, I, I you know, anyway, so, so I, I like, yeah, I, I, it's kind of like I have some, a, a little bit of insight. I have more insight right. than other people do. Well, and, and, and another thing is like, I've changed my, my paradigm. My worldview has changed. And, and, and you also travel past the point of the mountain. So yeah. a lot of people well, don't I think do that. Between birth and death, you should, your, your world and your, your perspective should be changing all the time because you're changing. Like when you were a child and you looked up to your father and you thought that everything that he said was right was right, in a way you kind of have to. You're dependent on him for your survival and and as a child you kind of have to depend on whoever is your mother and father figure to keep you safe. And then as you grow and you realize that you can learn some of those things and stuff, everybody is growing and evolving. And if you stop at some point and you just decide, I know it all now and I know all of the answers, you stop growing and and you're stagnant. So you, it doesn't matter if you're 45, you could, if you did that at 16, your mental capacity to accept something is, is a 16 year old. So it's good that you're learning and that, that you're changing and that you're willing to to do all of those things because it means that as a 43-year-old man, you're still learning and changing, which means you're giving permission to everybody around you to actually grow and change and learn because if they see that you are, they don't feel stifled by you. I think the more people that we have who aren't judging, who are listening, um, and who are changing themselves make a a better change in the world. Mm-hmm. People agree. like you. I agree. So now you're having this conversation. You have people watching you online. Uh-huh. Somebody sends you a little DM and says, hey, how do I get involved and be as passionate as you are? What advice do you have? Be as passionate as I am? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't is, think you can. First of all, you no, have to be there born. Are, there are no. a lot of passionate <laughs> people like Carl and Salt Lake. Oh, yeah, definitely. No, I'm just saying. I'm just... Um, how do you rub I, off I, on that? I really... I, well, I believe that everyone has their own uh, talents and and uniqueness that they can contribute. That's what I'm saying is like um, everybody has something to give. Um, so one would be 
you know, obviously two of my, or- my organizations, Pandos or SLCI protectors. Uh, oh, <laughs> Sorry, I, when you get saying this, I want to make sure we catch yeah, it. Yeah. Pandos and SLCI protectors. I think the best place to, to get information is to follow us on Facebook just to kind of see what we're about. Um, see what we care about, the activities that we do. Um, and, and everybody's invited to participate with what we do. Again, mm-hmm. we, we do things in the indigenous way. And, and I know that that could, could a lot of, people are scared that you know these things can be um appropriated you know these things the prayers or songs or whatever um but we we invite everyone to be in be in that space uh and and there's a place for everybody you know and i can vouch for that because you just did an awesome photo shoot up at the capitol is this the second one that you've done with cat palmer with the air masks with the uh, gas yeah, masks? yeah with that particular you, one yes. but you did you included everybody in that photo shoot regardless of race of situation you said hey no. everybody put on a mask and <laughs> come get in line <laughs> so, yeah i i yeah thank you uh, i mean thank you for for saying that that's really my the heart of everything that i do is i want to unify people i don't want to put people off i don't want to polarize people again away from me i really want people to come together which i know is it can't happen you know, and, and I was just think, and I always think about this is like, I want to be in politics. I want to do these things, but I don't want people to be mad at me, you know, <laughs> and I don't, and, and everyone's good, you know, and unfortunately, and this is what I was thinking about is, you know, if I did get into politics, the biggest critics would be the activists, would be the mm-hmm. liberals. They would be the biggest ones that would be criticizing me. And that, and that would hurt because, Hey, I'm just trying, you know, I can only do so much and I can do things in the way that I, I do it. But I really want to unify everybody. I want to go across, you know, the border, so to speak, the Republican, the Democratic, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not the Democrat. I'm not Republican. You know, I, you, nobody really should be. And this goes back to what you were saying, um, is we get, we like party lines. I, I'm, I, I'm disgusted by party lines. Like, why are people voting party line? I know why they are, but we, we can't have that because that means that people aren't thinking and it's just whoever is the party. A majority, you know, makes makes the rules or doesn't make the rules, right? And I I think that it's a it's a horrible. Um. It, oh, by the way, I'm gonna put I'm gonna throw a shout out to the Green Party. Yeah, because uh, I in in Utah here the the Green Party just got established. I think maybe two years ago. Um, awesome people that you know, and they really care about the indigenous people, the indigenous perspective. I know that I've been I was in like the steering part of that. From at the beginning, you know, because they wanted to know the indigenous voice and our perspective. So myself, um, James Singer was there. You know, we we and and they used some of our they used our input into that constitution. Nice. So the Green Party of Utah's constitution is has been influenced by myself and James Singer. You know, a, a person who ran for Congress. Well, you're talking about unifying people, and it doesn't matter that one person that you invited into that photo shoot is going to bring somebody else the next time. And then they're going to bring somebody else the next time. And that's your unifying. That's what I want. So, (laughs) I mean, they don't have to come to any of my things. I just want people to feel like loved and respected and, and be in that space because I know that the, you know, the indigenous space is hard for people to get into. Mm -hmm. You know, at at Pandos, we have a a powwow every September in, in Tooele. And, you know, we want people to come to that because they're invited to be it. And I, I, I talk to people. I'm always talking to people like 
you can ask Jen over here. Like I, I talk to people all the time because I want them to know. I want them to understand what is going on. I want them to know the value that it's not just dancing, but there's like purpose. Mm-hmm. There's purpose for what they're doing. There's purpose for what they're wearing. What they're saying. Yeah, yeah. It, there's there. There's so I much. Should and, say singing what um, they're singing. Yeah, and I, I just I want to educate people and bring people into a, a space where they feel welcome. So I, I did want to say one other thing. Um, you know, we've, we've talked to quite a few activists over the last several years. Um, Trump has brought everyone into the world of activism <laughs> and I'm happy to see still continuing into the next general election, which was my fear is it wouldn't, wouldn't maintain that that still exists. But one of the things that, that I noticed in particular about your organizations is the lobbying aspect. A lot of people that are activists that go out and protest that, that, you know, have their voice out there and are speaking out. That's great. And I get some public awareness, but that doesn't change actual laws. What you do in the lobbying space does. And it's something a lot of activist groups either haven't figured out yet or don't know how to jump into it. There's a handful of activists that try to run for office, usually completely unsuccessfully, because uh, they're going against the grain. Um, but what you're doing in in the lobbying space makes it makes a huge impact. Uh, thank you. So um, that's with the SLCR protectors. Uh, Pandos doesn't really do any lobbying, and and because we're a nonprofit, I mean, we have to have guy, we you know, a certain percent or whatever. Um, so Pandos doesn't lobby at all. Um, SLC, we we one of our board members, he kind of helps with that. Um, but, but, you know, to go back to what you're saying about, you know, like a lot of people go to rallies, but it's like the rally happens and it's done and it's gone. Like there needs to be continual like, cool, I was activity. At that march. Yeah. Con- something needs to happen. Right. Um, I think that rallies are good to kind of like pump you up, get you motivated, <laughs> but, but you can't just stop right there because then nothing happens because it really is talking to, to the people that make the laws. Uh, that's really who we got to connect with. And so let's go back to like, um, tactics is like you, unfortunately we have to understand the talk and we have to talk with these people and we have to have conversations with these people because if we come at them like in a violent way, they're totally going to be put off. Totally. They're going to be like, well, you're crazy. And then, and they can, and they can justify them not listening to you. Because you are the crazy people in the media. Because the media is gonna and is gonna paint you in a picture, right? And and unfortunately, right now, activism, uh, we're activists are painted in this like uh, paid activist or like um, we're just activists to be because we're angry and pissed. So are you sure George Soros doesn't pay you? <laughs> so I would love to be paid. That's another thing. It's like remember that when like activists. Were, that there was accusing a professional activists or people protesters at Standing Rock and stuff. Mm-hmm. I would love to like, I don't know. I would love to make money doing what I'm doing. I put so much time and effort <laughs> into all these things, uh, like, and I don't make anything, and, and I lose money actually. Like, I put so much money into the buying shirts, whatever it is. Um, but it's what I love, so whatever. Okay, we have one other question for Carl you. for hire. That's what this is going to be called. <laughs> <laughs> we have one other question for you. Um, it's it's relatively new, um, and and it's um, something we're going to ask all our guests kind of moving forward because we we got tired of the other question. Um, what's one thing in Utah that you couldn't bear to part with? Utah to bear, like if you had to leave, what could, oh, what just, would be the worst? Well, it's just my family. 
it's just relationships. Like all my relationships are here. Um, yeah, like my, my kids, my parents, my siblings. Um, there's a, I have a really, it, it's rooted in Orem, Utah. And I, I don't want, <laughs> you know, I, it, as much as I don't like, um, the, uh, uh, the hypocrisy in Utah County or the, the, the haughtiness or the self-righteousness or whatever it is. It's a bubble. It, it is. I, but, but it's a safe bubble too. I, I'll, it grant, is. granted it's, it's safe. Um, but, uh, yeah. So I have family. Sorry. Well, uh, thanks for joining us, Carl. Yeah. That's been a really good conversation. So yeah, can I just say everyone needs to look up Pandos, SLCI protectors, and right at the moment, I don't know when they're going to see this, but I want to also promote Michael Kundick. He's, he's going to be running for Salt Lake City Mayor, Salt Lake County. Sorry, Salt Lake County Mayor. Um, he's actually, he's being, um, backed by, by the Green Party. Again, I'm not, I'm not for parties, but if I was, it would be Green Party. Um, they're really, their pillars, um, I, I align with their pillars. Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to do it for our first night on the new equipment. Uh, thanks Woo-hoo. again to, uh, Carl Moore, uh, the, uh, SLC, uh, air, air protectors and Pandos. Pando uh, is awesome, dude. Pando is so cool. I, I really ought to go up and see that. Um, it's by Fish Lake, right? Is that right? Uh, I think so. I think Fish Lake is around it. I don't know. I can't remember. It's on some other show that we did like three times. Um, but thanks again. Um, as we get closer to the legislative session here, um, we'll probably talk a little bit about that stuff. I don't know if we'll do as much as we've done in the past. I know we'll do a review for sure. Well, we'll have a couple of guests too. That'll be able to explain what's going on. And yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll look smarter than we actually are. <laughs> Um, so hopefully you've enjoyed what you listened to. If you like it, the best thing you can do for us is share. Uh, if you don't like it, you can share as well. If you really like it and you like us and you want to continue to hear things get better, you can donate. Um, that's, that's something that I probably won't push much more than, than this week. But, uh, if you'd like to donate it's sweet P, the letter P Jess, uh, on Venmo. But, um, I would validate that with Jess either via Twitter or our Facebook uh, or Instagram, um, because it's also posted there. Uh, and so you could, you could see it there. Um, we're still taking donations to help upgrade the equipment, uh, in the studio. Uh, so we, again, just took some pictures that she'll probably post. Uh, They're already posted. I can't thank you guys enough. Those that have donated, uh, guys yes, and gals and, and folks, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of humbling to have so many people donate, um, you know, from a little to what I think is quite a bit, honestly. Uh, so we really appreciate it. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's going to do it. So, uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at TNU podcast, Instagram, Instagram. Uh, yeah. Facebook is the new Utah podcast because they don't do handles like everyone else, (laughs) even though they own Instagram doesn't fucking make sense. Uh, and then, uh, the new Utah.com really great website. Uh, if you are interested to learn more about something in depth and don't know what episode we talked about it on, you can just go search our archives and, uh, not only listen to the episode if you want, but Jess does a lot of special write-ups on stuff as well, uh, that are not just the episode. Um, so there's a lot of cool stuff on there. You know, a lot of podcasts, their website is legit just reposting of their streams. Uh, and I think that's a very small portion of our website, uh, which I, I really like. So 
Thanks, and uh, y'all have a a good, I don't know, whatever the fuck happens. Have a good Chinese New Year, but that'll be (laughs) next week. It's the first full week of January. The what? First full week of January. Oh, no, we're the second full week. We're in the second week. Oh, my God. You're lost, woman. I am lost. So It's uh, half over. Yeah. Oh, crap. That means I need to ship Cassie's birthday present. Shit, Christmas is almost here. (laughs) Fuck me. (laughs) What's this? (laughs) 